this week on the program. It's like Lost, but dumber. It's Fantasy Island. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Chris Gavin. And we hate movies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in. As always, welcome to another week of our worst of the previous year month. That's right. Shit-ass movies and shit-ass 2020 also brought us Fantasy Island, directed by Jeff Wadlow. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Wadlow, Paul. <laughs> Wadlow. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the auteur be- behind Truth or Dare and Cry Wolf and other fun game Death movies. We get a little uh, wad, wad music, Paul. La da 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 ba ba da ba. He's a wad low. You know, I knew a guy named Wad High once, Paul. Wad High. <laughs> is that the uh, is that the end of the story? Yes, that is. And the number one reason Blumhouse cannot finance a Fantasy Island sequel, Paul. Their wad was too low. <laughs> now you throw that card through a plate glass window. That's that's right. And oh, for man. every everybody uh, thirty five and younger, ask your ask your parents about Paul and Dave in the top yeah, ten you, list. Listen, great. find your nearest Grampy and say, "What's David Letterman?" Dude, great here's a great place to start because I mean, like. We're older than I think probably like maybe forty ish percent of our audience, fifty percent of our audience maybe. And Steve, you've been take you've been you've been like tracking these metrics? Dude, I card at the door, man. I know what's going on. Steve card at the door. Definitely Steve, a normal thing to say. He uh buys beer for our fans too that are too underage. Dude, no, you know what I, you know why Steve say that card's at the door? Because it keeps him safe and it keeps you safe. <laughs> No, my my question is, like, yeah. you know, we're, we're I feel this show is Fantasy Island, the the TV series was too old for us, yeah, which yes. I think is insane in terms of like a sort of pop cultural milestone that you're trying to cash in on with teenagers. Obviously, this movie is made for like teenagers, and this thing is too old for our old asses, which I find very bizarre to me. Yeah, but like think of it this way, dude. I mean, it wasn't put through a horror movie filter, but like. That's kind of what they were doing with that Brady Bunch movie. <laughs> they should have done movies. a horror. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying. Like, because that's if you haven't seen this movie, by the way, I sh- I should say, I mean, this movie's dumb as dog shit. But I will say this is one of those rare episodes where if you haven't watched the movie yet, I would recommend you pause the show, check the movie out, and then come back. Only because like the one saving grace of this movie is that you cannot anticipate how dumb it gets absolutely yes you, you cannot guess you cannot guess where this movie is going to go the the lengths uh, of stupidity that it will go to and I, it's 
in that way, kind of a delight. <laughs> I, I woke my wife up because I was yelling, what? So loud <laughs> watching this the first time. But, Andrew, you mentioned Brady Bunch real quick. They, they should absolutely do Blumhouse's Brady Bunch <laughs> and make it a horror angle. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly what I was thinking about, dude. Like, yeah, you bring back all these things like, uh, you know, Blumhouse presents Welcome Back, Cotter, you know, and it's like, exactly. it's the same conceit, but like a horror movie. So like Barbarino's a serial killer or something. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It, it's a private school with like weird ancient traditions. And it's oh, yep. Cotter is the headmaster. <laughs> oh, he would look great in a robe, you know? Yeah, exactly. Something With like, like that. Should have had more flowing robes on uh, Welcome Back, Cotter. Some pits, of, some pits of fire, you know, baby <laughs> blood. Let's go. Yeah, a collection of daggers in the classroom. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Shaq is being tortured going, oh, 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 you know? <laughs> Ask your grandparents yeah. about that e- catchphrase. Eli, uh, Eli Roth's Cotter. Just uh, Cotter. Yes. Not, yeah. Don't go the full one. Uh, you know, uh, to make something really unwatchable, just add Eli Roths in front of it. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> yeah, done deal. Um, here's here's another thing, though. Just speaking of Blumhouse making all these movies and whatever. Here's the thing, Blumhouse, with this logo. Awful. Can we just get to the motion picture that I signed on for here? No, no. I no. wanted to a creepy Dude. little house. Welcome to the Blumhouse. <laughs> oh, look at this haunted house, and there's a scary girl in a fucking chair. Oh, wait, that's not the movie? Oh, <laughs> I hate it. I hate it because I get duped by it every goddamn time. So, I mean, technically, it's part of the movie. I mean, this is setting up your feature film, and there's now there's this little girl in this chair. Does that relate yeah. to anything? No. No. No, that's, that's not just, like that's the no. logo that they've had for ages. I know, but it's just like, what is the story <laughs> with this little girl and this chair? It's, it's Tell right. me more. It's creepy and it's meaningless. That's what it is. It, like much like Blumhouse itself. Yeah, well, I and all its productions. It's, it's, it's a shot from the Blumhouse produced short Ghost Chair. Uh, one of their first ever films they produced was a short called Ghost Chair I Uh loved his earlier work with Clint Eastwood (laughs) 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 ask a grampy what that is I was going to say speaking of asking people what jokes mean (laughs) that's the one thing I guess if if you're going to like I hate when Netflix asks you if you want to skip the credits ask me to skip the Blumhouse intro Yep. Oh, my, oh my god, just give me fucking yep. well it, it's it's better than some like you know half the movies we watch these days have like 40 production studios and everyone's got to get their their piece yeah. uh-huh. but the Blumhouse thing is really excessively long. If you're coming up on a minute <laughs> like your logo should not take a minute to set up. It should just be the creepy crawly chair and yeah. that's fine. <laughs> It shouldn't. It shouldn't be any longer than this is a headgum podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yes, that's ex- exactly right, dude. In and out. Uh, and especially like when you're trying yeah. to make other like like Blumhouse's Antebellum for one for one. You know what I mean? Like it's not exactly Jesus. where you want to start. No. Did they uh, did they change that logo up, Steve, for that movie and make it a like an 1850s looking uh, <laughs> ghost house? I do not believe, and I want to make sure that I got that right. I, I think they did it Antebellum, didn't they, did Chris? They? I forget. They, I don't know. Uh, hold on, here you go. Listen, I know that I w- I'm, I'm pretty certain that I sat behind a very drunk Jason Blum at the Toronto Film Festival premiere of Halloween. And when the fucking logo came, he was very drunk. When the logo came on, he just started cheering. <laughs> I buy <laughs> He's it. like woohooing his own logo. I'm, I'm, I'm incorrect. I'm sorry. I, I take oh. that back. 
Who did uh, Antebellum, though? It's a good question. Is that Lionsgate? Maybe. Don't you love this, folks at home, when we just like debate what a movie's <laughs> uh, production well, I, uh, I will say that distributor was? Both this and they... Uh, both Fantasy Island and Truth or Dare have the same like intro with Blumhouse and like that. Uh, it's moving forward and moving backward at the last at the same time. Yeah. Title. Oh, like Tenet. Yes. <laughs> Running back the same. <laughs> A temporal about- pincer movement. Do you, Steve? Do you have the uh, what, what? Who made Antebellum? <laughs> it was Lionsgate. Now that we're talking about it. There we go. Uh, so we could get back to Fantasy Island now. I yeah, guess. I guess. Sure. Um, I mean, the thing is, like, my understanding of what the television show is, was, it was, right, it's Ricardo Montalban and Hervé Villachez as Mr. Rourke and Tattoo, and Mm -hmm. basically every episode started with, like, a new person coming to the island, almost the, the, the same opening line for every episode was, welcome to Fantasy Island from Mr. Rourke, like, that was the thing, but I, you know, I'm fairly certain it wasn't, like, violent things like the the war thing and there's definitely not horror movie stuff I'm... there is something i was looking into it there's an episode okay. about jack one woman's fantasy is she's researching jack the ripper and <gasps> almost becomes one of his uh murders <laughs> which oh, is amazing shit. does that mean i have to start watching fantasy island <laughs> i don't think so that's uh, okay uh, that's good have to is pliable there <laughs> You know, for most of this movie, I thought Michael Pena was supposed to be. Oh, he's he's Ricardo Montalbán and Tattoo like together. Yeah, because oh, he's, he's playing Mr. Rourke, but he's very short. Yeah. <laughs> the I mean, then that's the thing too. Like, it's one thing if, like, to your point, like if you just want to do that, like, you know, we're just we're we're buying the house for the studs kind of a thing. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Sure. Like, yep. It's yep. just like we're gonna build on this whole thing. But they do so many like little callbacks and like the whole tattoo thing. Like again, who is that for? Because like again, the nineteen-year-old who's like half on their phone while they're in the theater watching this movie is like, what? Why? You know, here's, here's the thing. It's for I think people like our age and older. You know, you either you watch the show or you're familiar with enough yes. to know that Hervé Villachez played a character named Tattoo. And I feel like as much as it reads, <clears throat> and we're literally talking about the last like shot of the movie here, but it's fine. Uh, you know, making Jimmy O. Yang's character tattoo, right? But it's like setting it, it up for a sequel or ah, something. Ah, see, that's the thing. I, I think it sort of can read like a sequel setup, but I feel like they know what they what they got here. And it's kind of just for the people in the theater to be like, huh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's exactly. A, that's as far as it goes, true, dude. I, true. I don't think it's like a, we're opening a door for more of these. That's your last moment. <laughs> All right. Yeah, exactly. It's like this is a movie that you would see in like an afternoon screening on a Saturday and Mm -hmm. then be like, okay, you'd come out of the theater and go like, let's now go do literally anything else. Also, I mean, it would function that way if you wanted it to, if it was setting up a sequel. But of course, nobody's going to see this. Another one of these. Also, don't they do like three drops of the plane? They, oh my God! The, yep. Thank you, Chris. They, the first line of the movie is uh, uh, Michael Pena, who we find out is his wife Julia, being like, "The plane, the plane," and that was plenty. And like, <laughs> yep. and then in the middle, somebody else is like, "Ooh, look, it's the plane!" And then at the end, of course, Tattoo has to do it. And uh. I was like, "Right, right, guys." Uh, it is I, just I, a lot of people saying the plane, the plane, and it's not. It's not just the plane. It is indeed the plane, the plane. <laughs> uh, also, We're saying uh, it twice, like Hervé. 
I realized what what my biggest exposure with Fantasy Island was as a kid. Anyone else watch uh, Donald Duck's Fantastic Island ad nauseum like I did? No, no. I haven't no. heard of this. What is it's, that? It, it's a porno they, parody. <laughs> kind of, they kind <laughs> of did. They kind of did the, that. Looney Tunes was kind of doing <laughs> porno parodies in the eighties, uh-huh. which was just based not really, uh, but like basically repackaged cartoons, make them movies, but the framing structure would be something going on in pop culture. There was. Donald Duck's Fantastic Island and Donald Duck's Quackbusters, both of which I watched. I remember. I remember yes. Quackbusters. By the way, for the porno angle, I got one. Uh, porking Pig. Uh, <laughs> by Ralph Bakshi, of course. Yes. <laughs> porking Pig, indeed. But he, that's, but what he, you call a, that's what you call a cop who's fucking. But, I got another one. Butt Bunny. There you go. Instead of a butt Bunny's also pretty good, yeah. <laughs> Badeet, badeet, badeet. Where's the yayo, yo? <laughs> Anal fud. <laughs> Anal fud. I like uh-huh, this. That's not bad. Yeah. Instead, so instead of instead of walking around with a big gun, he's walking around with a big heart on, looking for. Uh, oh yeah, know, and he's uh, looking for butt bunny. Yeah, yeah, and suck Vester the the cat. <laughs> oh, yep. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Be very, very quiet. I'm trying to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but butts are out of season. <laughs> uh, so this movie, such as it is, starts with a girl running through the jungle, being chased by somebody on the island at night. We don't really know what's going on here. Uh, you can barely see who the hell it is. This is uh, the actress's Portia Doubleday. Okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Robot what? fame. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah. She was the lady friend on Mr. Robot. That was, I feel, that was the thing I recognized her from. And then I also did recall seeing her. Well, I mean, I don't, but I know because I've seen the movies. I also saw her in the Carrie remake and the Spike Jones movie, Her. So she's kind of got a legitimate career, kind of, sort of. Yeah. 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 She's in stuff. Oh, and yeah, then yeah. she's, she's also in better, Fantasy she's, Island. She's probably one of the better actresses in this movie for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. well, this is it's yeah. a weird thing where like they this this movie because we're trying to do like twists and turns and stuff like you don't think that she's going to be like uh, okay. one of like the main characters, you know, um, but the, it, the problem with that is like she's way better of an actor than yes. this Lucy Hale, Oof. who's like essentially kind of like the main character playing Melanie. Uh, or like one of the main group characters, you know, and like she is, oof. I, they, they had a lot of seasons of that Pretty Little Liar. I don't know how she was ever put on television. They're trying very hard to make her like a Blumhouse Brown, uh, Blumhouse brand scream queen. Yes, like uh-huh. they're like she's going to be the new Jamie Lee Curtis, and I'm like, you are mistaken, sir. <laughs> well, I mean, she, she yeah. was in Scream uh, Four, right? So I, I don't for remember like her two, for two seconds though, because I didn't remember that either, and I think we had just. No, we had because we had watched all of the Scream movies whenever that was, like over Halloween or something. And uh, Chelsea had to remind me she's just at the beginning of Scream Four. There's that bit where like you're seeing like different kind of stab movies and whatever, like the franchise. And she's just in one of like the Uh, little scenes at the beginning, so she's not one of the main characters in the movie. She's the lead in Blumhouse's Truth or Dare. Better movie, by the way. Hard recommend from Steve Sand. Also, could be an episode down the line. It's so stupid. Right? Yeah, it's it's really stupid. Also done it's by another, Jer- it's another Wadlow joint. <laughs> it's another another Wadlow, Paul. <laughs> oh wait, we got a Wadlow Wad. That's what it is. Like a like a Spike Lee joint. It's a Wadlow Wad. <laughs> oh, I like that. 
Yeah, uh, you hear he's an apprentice under Big Wad. That's a Henry Big Wad. <laughs> Hello, I'm Henry Big Wad. <laughs> um, so, yes, this is Portia Doubleday's being chased at night. She runs into an office. This movie starts like a Mar Vista Lifetime movie, by the way, like where it's just like this. <laughs> it's just like, oh, here's the thing that the, the sort of like the last girl that lived in this house or the 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 the, the old nanny or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally. Was that the ghost at the beginning and the logo? <laughs> it could have been. She could have been the perfect nanny or something. This is a confusing thing though because you can't tell. What's going on? Like I was one because I didn't. I saw this once back in early pandemic, and then I just watched it again last night. So I didn't remember. I was like, "Are we starting in the middle of the movie? Like, what is this opening scene?" I don't. Well, that, that's um, the weird part. I guess this is her getting abducted. This is yes, Portia yes. Doubleday getting abducted, right? Yep. Yeah, that's what but I thought. She's so. a, yeah, except that like she when she gets abducted it's not like abducted from her house or business or whatever because the camera pans and you see the name the little name sign on the desk and it says mr rourke yeah so So, she's um, already on the island yeah maybe she escaped briefly is the idea i guess that's what you're supposed to believe right oh that makes sense that would make more sense actually yeah she calls for help and mr rourke is like I you don't worry, you're fine. You're my guest, kind of a thing. And I, yes. but even though she's not his guest, because at the end of the movie you find out that she was just abducted from wherever. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. it's very it's very. I mean, the, the twist of this movie this movie does not make a ton. Well, of sense. I mean, to be fair, if you kidnap someone, you're kind of in charge of them. And <laughs> that's <laughs> like, true. Absolutely true. You're in my house, <laughs> captive or not. You know, maybe I'll get yeah. you a glass of water eventually. <laughs> uh, but that just you know, it goes right into the. Blumhouse Fantasy Island, brah, and it's you know the plane lands, and our guests are are getting off, and you know got a lot of people here, uh, including you know Ryan Hansen um, from Veronica Mars, among other things. Hell I yeah. think he's a funny guy, but he has been playing this character. I mean, it's either he, you know, here Veronica Mars, Friday the Thirteenth, Party Down, Party Down, which he's also great on, but it's like. The older he gets yeah. and he keeps just playing this character, it just gets weirder as it goes on. And he's just playing like, you know, broy party dude kind of thing. But I'm like, yeah, dude, but now you got crow's feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's I mean, that's the thing. And I mean, like, it, they don't play that at all. I, and honestly, him, his scenes with uh, Jimmy O. Yang are the best scenes in the movie. And this movie absolutely yeah. should just be a full on Michael Pena's Fantasy Island comedy with yes. a big yep. capital C, and it's silly. You get like Seth Rogen in there. You get Tiffany Haddish showing up, and now yep. you've got a movie. Got yeah, a good absolutely. sex comedy. Come on, yeah. let's do it. Exactly. And you could even go into the crazy Russian mafia stuff in their storyline because that could be the turn, you know, in the fantasy or whatever. But you could still make it funny. It could be like and, yeah. action comedy or whatever. Perfect to like squeeze in some anal fud as well. <laughs> oh, definitely cram some anal fud in there, dude. <laughs> oh no, not anymore. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude, that's the thing is the guy, one of the guys who goes to Fantasy Island, Mr. Work is like, 
that is your fantasy? He's like, I've been watching nothing but video cart videos of cartoons. Fucking, I want to fuck a cartoon. That ha <laughs> that see that's something, right? Yeah, it yeah. would be great. Like it's like the it's like oh yeah, like so so let's say it is the comedy, right? So it's like Jimmy O Yang and Ryan Hansen get up get there. You know, they're getting off the plane. And it's like oh one second, I have to I have to say goodbye to our guests who are leaving us, and it's like a dude all still live action, but he's just holding hands with a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Betty Boop, dude, he's walking around yep. with Betty Boop. Oh, That's man. right. Just giving more... Be Betty Boop a big kiss, and she's like, "I'm sorry, big boy. I can't leave <laughs> this island with yous." For more on that, see our Cool World episode. <laughs> <laughs> For more on sexual relations with cartoons, of course. Uh, so it's those guys. You have the great Maggie Q in this movie. Oh, man. Um, slumming it here unfortunately i like maggie now, q maggie q i know her from QAnon. is that right yeah that's true she is <laughs> she's cute right she does the drops she makes the posts uh <laughs> she that's is, right just yeah, the plan mm -hmm. yeah a very um really good uh plastic surgery on our good friend jfk jr uh he's now maggie q um <laughs> he made all the connections with tom cruise during the filming of mission impossible 3 and he actually you know got him the q mantle i believe oh. <laughs> yeah like, mission impossible 3 was like kind of her first big thing in the u.s she was also in live free or die hard like the year after that you know so she's been around she was in the nikita reboot too it's oh just, yeah, she's much better than this movie for sure. Like, mm -hmm. and, yep. and, and like I think she's like a good a good action actress, and she's actually doing good emotional range here with what they're giving her. I mean, that's the problem too. Is like all of these stories that they wind up telling are so disparate. It's so yeah. hard to have to care about any of them. I would rather exactly. just fo focus on one and, yes. and make it not the torture your fucking high school bully or whatever. Jesus, that whole thing, which we will address. But like, yeah, the 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 real dumb thing with this movie is it does feel like you know four or five different episodes of a Fantasy Island reboot TV show. Yep, all crammed in because you've got the party guys, you know, doing their thing, and then you've got Maggie Q with like this. I regret not saying yes when this guy proposed to me situation. Yeah. And that's this whole other kind of drama feeling storyline. It's, it's the most useless one, probably. Although I guess it tries to get us to relate to Mr. Rourke's whole thing with his wife being brought back as well. Yeah, his whole situation here. Um, and, and also and the then, fucking daddy ward thing. Oh, what is that even doing in here? Put that back in 2005. Dude, well, so then that's the other thing is you have all these actors and then you have a walking and talking piece of cardboard yeah. as the last guy. This dude, yep. the character is Patrick. This act, Austin Stowell is the actor's name. I don't know where you fucking found this guy, man, but send him back. He's not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's I mean, he's on par with Lucy Hale in terms of like what they're at with the gravitas they're bringing to this film. Yeah. yeah. Not great. I, mean, I just, I j oh, and actually, hilariously, um, oh, is that, oh, is that the one I'm thinking of? Is that the movie? Oh yeah, this this walking piece of cardboard is in uh, Twelve Strong, the fucking um, wow. the horse movie, the yeah. Iraq horse movie or whatever, like or Afghanistan horses, horse movie. Like the horses start like killing tribal warlords or something. Mm -hmm. And it's animated. Is that right? He does yeah, the voice right. one of the horses. Okay. Anal fud is after them. <laughs> contracted oh, in by black. Turns out, uh, turns out that Michael Pena is also in that movie. Wow. They're buds, dude. Reunion. Pena gets around, dude. And that's the thing is that Pena just always deserves better and no more. Than, like, you know, it's cool. Like, but you had Ricardo Montalban, 
hold the mantle. Now, you know, you give it to Michael Pena. I get it. But man, yeah. he, he just doesn't even know like what mode he's in. Like him in a horror context doesn't make a ton of sense. Like him I, trying to be like scary isn't really working he's for too me. likable to be scary yes, or sinister exactly. you're, uh, yeah you're exactly right i also don't feel like he's trying too much here no 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 no, no. like in a lot of the la- latter scenes uh, uh, he's like can we get this over with please <laughs> are we well, done yet I, that's also an I impression mean, of me watching this movie <laughs> <laughs> i feel like you know if michael Pena, you definitely get that vibe from him um maybe some of the other actors but it's like you have to get to a point, especially when you're filming like these final scenes of this movie, and you're like, "What is going on here? What is this movie? What is this about?" Like, he just looks like he has no idea what the movie is like wrapping up, you know, what it's ultimately about, and he's just like, "All right, I memorized these lines. I kind of <laughs> have like the tone that you need me to say them in, and that's all I got for you, Blumhouse. I'm sorry." <laughs> So they're all here, and like we're of course dropping like let's all make sure we're active on social media, everybody. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, sure. uh, anyway, uh, what else are also, we doing? <laughs> biggest uh, red flag for terror. It's a thrown away. It's a thrown away line. Um, but similarly to the, I still know what you did last summer. Premise: We have a fake contest winner situation. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. And, what, yeah. you, you know. I'm not, again, radio contest or whatever. Like, I would be really careful before I got on a fucking plane with something. Anytime <laughs> I get to one of, those, one of those little fucking death traps, those little biplanes, like, I, I need to be sure I'm going somewhere on the other I, end. Yeah, I, also this island, you don't know what, where that is. What the, country is this? I guess I, it's just an Epstein island, like a, <laughs> like a singular <laughs> island that's owned by a rich fella? It seems like it. I mean, I'm also just uh, suspicious of any, like online contest winning <laughs> that's really like flossed in paradise and the croquettes that's fine <laughs> i guess because you're like actually in a box and everything like that but like i got an email and they said let's go to fucking fantasy island i don't know that's a really good cool, like, did you did you get like hello you've won a contest from fantasy i'm deleting it immediately yeah. like i'm not even here <laughs> totally. to <rest> <laughs> Like, if the grand prize is anything above a free T-shirt, you got to do your research. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's just like an email. I'm deleting it. Like, someone has to literally come to my house, knock on my door, and be like, "Listen, dude, I swear to God, this is legit. Here's a yep. brochure. This is people having fun. Go look at it." I have so many personal firewalls before I even decide <laughs> to give somebody my address. <laughs> Never mind, like, all oh. the things I would need to go to this fucking island. Chris, what was that address again? I need to send you something. That oh. is uh, three... Uh, wait, no, Eric, <laughs> stop oh, that. You almost, you almost fell for it again, you <sighs> idiot. Don't you do it like that. It's tricky. Me, me and Eric have a, a running bet. One of us is going to make you say it one of these days. One of these days, <laughs> we're going to dox you. I'm clever um, like a bull. But yeah, I've turned down so many $250 Amazon gift cards. No way am I getting on a fucking plane. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. Um, and they are greeted by this woman, Julia, who's played by Parisa, uh, Parisa Fitzhenley. Rather, she was on Luke Cage for a few episodes. Um, sh- apparently, she's in The Sorcerer's Apprentice, which I don't remember because I don't remember that movie. Nope. Um, but she also she played um, Reva Connors is the character she played on Luke Cage. She was also doing that character on Jessica Jones at least once. Um, but there is a, a there is a line exchange here that I think kind of sets off like exactly what like when it happened i was like oh it's this it's going to be like this uh because she you know they're all like saying hi or whatever she's doing welcome to fantasy island uh and she goes uh i work for mr rourke and mr cardboard just goes 
hey, yeah, what's his story? <laughs> and I was like, oh, got it. <laughs> okay. Yep. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, by the yep. way, I own this movie accidentally. It, so the- do I. <laughs> oh, no, no. I do, guys, I do as well now because I couldn't fucking rent it for some reason. It was only available to purchase. That's it. What? Still now to this day? To at least to me. I don't know if it's a prank that the conglomerates <laughs> are playing, but I think you won a contest, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it was a thing where this was one of those movies. It came out in February of last year. Pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And then this was one of the movies that they were like, all right, we're just gonna dump it on PVOD like immediately to try yeah. to recoup some of that box office. And I remember, Chris, you had seen it and you were like, guys, it's so fucking crazy. You're not going to believe it. And I was like sitting around the, the house one night, super stoned and was like, oh, you know, it'd be marvelous. <laughs> Why don't I watch Fantasy Island? Oh, it's only 1999, huh? And then I did that reasoning that's so dangerous with VOD stuff like that, with like buying files, buying files like a fucking idiot. I was like, <laughs> well, you know, I would have just had my vape pen and gone downtown and seen it in the theaters anyway. Exactly. And that would have been more expensive than this. And so I bought it. And then I forgot that I bought it because last night I went to watch it and I had my Apple TV and you do the like, hold the button in for the voice thing and i just said fantasy island and it propped up like in the video library and chelsea was like you bought this (laughs) (laughs) i was like i guess i did it's down to 12 bucks i will say that Oh, there you go i think it might be like exclusive to stars or something if you don't have that deserted channel yeah (laughs) Yeah, totally dude that fucking ghost town of a channel (laughs) Yeah, the Blumhouse opening uh, is actually taking place on the Stars channel. (laughs) They have a whole series dedicated to the opening of the Blumhouse uh, Pictures logo. So find out exactly where the little girl came from. Oh, sick. Mr. Rourke invites them in. He's like, all right, everybody just get changed and I'll I'll be with you later. And like there's some bullshit line where like. Uh, Ryan Hansen is like, oh, I read about this on Reddit. I hear they drug your drinks, dude. That's why I came to this island. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, because I think it was like a uh, he puts like LSD in the drinks or something yeah. like that. Also, um, point of yeah. order, like fucking the they say, okay, you okay, you give me an online invitation to your fantasy island. I get on your goddamn like a- airplane that has like tires hanging from the bottom or whatever, <laughs> and like. <laughs> At the end of it, you're like, yeah, there's no cell service on the island nope. when you get the, like, I, I will open the door. I will jump out. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a big problem, dude. Oh, I have no way to communicate with the outside world. I don't think so. Mm-mm. And Mm-mm. I have to say, here's here's another fucking red flag. And I got uh, I got cults on the brain again because I just I finished Clay Tweel's, uh Heaven's Gate, the Cult of Cults on HBO. Ditto. Matt, big recommend. Big recommend. Solid. Um uh but there's a line where mr rourke goes uh he goes your life is about to change forever i hope you're ready and i was like that's joining a cult get back on the plane please you need to get out of here life is good but it could be better (laughs) exactly man. i I was just kind of looking for a nice weekend away from the kids if you know what i mean i don't want my life to change forever sir Oh no! You're being chased by pe- by Kim Coates. Renounce your wish. Renounce your I wish. Mean, it's kind of similar. Give me the coats. <laughs> Give me the coats. I need the fantasy gem. 
<laughs> and the black water the, under it. <laughs> yeah, you got to get, get, get that water going, man. I mean, it is kind of a wish movie. This is, is like in the cultural zeitgeist of this horrible, decaying empire we find ourselves in. No, the- no, Mr. Cardboard. You must kill your father again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mr. Cardboard and this fucking dad, dude. We will get to it. Oh, another great Mr. Cardboard line kind of around here is like, so everybody meets for like a happy hour kind of thing. They're waiting on Mr. Rourke to get his buns in here and tell him what's going on. Uh, Jimmy Yang and Ryan Hansen are kind of hanging out, you know, and it mentions something. They mentioned something about being brothers. And then this Mr. Oh, Cardboard yeah. just comes over and just goes, hey, wait. How are you guys brothers? So wait, this guy wished to be cardboard? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish to be the cardboard. No, it was yeah, it was cardboard who wished to be a human being. Oh, that's <laughs> it. Oh shit. That's, that's it. Yeah, we have we have all these people that won this contest and this box who wished to be a real boy. <laughs> but, but you're right, Andrew, like I don't know, the the modern American family is complicated. And if somebody just yep. says, This is my brother, you say, Hey, cool, and you exactly. fucking leave yeah. it alone. Like, yes, I no, he's white and he's Asian. Congratulations, you fucking cracked the case. Oh, oh that's fantastic. <laughs> that's fantastic to hear. Do you both got uh, blood tests I could see? And yeah, stuff totally. like that? Oh, Can I get uh, get yeah. some background on you? <laughs> How are but, you, brothers? If he's like that and you're like that. Like you guys uh, said, I, I think they are the best part of the movie. They're having they de- fun. They so are. Yes. And I mean, I've high been a fan fives. of... Uh, I've been a fan of both of those for a while. I mean, because I love fucking Party Down. I'm a big uh, Veronica Mars guy also, so Ryan Hansen's always kind of been entertaining me over the last fucking 15 years, whatever. Um, And then Jimmy Yang was on uh, uh, Silicon Valley there. I thought he was on that. Hysterical on that show. Very good show. Uh, that I never bothered to finish. But um, so, yeah, you're just watching them like have a great time, and you're like, this could just be the movie. But then I got fucking Mr. Cardboard. I got Maggie Q's family drama. I got Horny Girl. Because that's the other thing. So yes. Melanie, uh, the pretty little liars actress here, she like immediately comes up to this Mr. Cardboard. She's acting like fucking Catwoman here, man. She's just like, oh, did somebody say something about brothers? Oh, oh. And you're just like, you're all meeting each other for like the first time here. Can we tone all of this down? Well, she, she goes to the bar and she's like, "Oh, let me have a two whatever rum and cokes or whatever." And then Maggie, he's like, "Oh, thanks." She's like, "No, I'm double fisting." I'm like, "All right, maniac. I don't know what you know what, dude. I'm yep. leaving you alone." And I, also, like, I don't know. It seems as if, uh, on top of being you know magical fantasy island, I would wager it's also all inclusive. So like, yeah, I don't know. Like, just give her that one and then go get your other one for double fisting. It's so rude. Unless Mr. Rourke is like, okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fancy Island. The drinks are free until six. Then maybe I'm going to be like, all right, maybe I have to double fist here. (laughs) I got to start doing some math. Yes, this is Fantasy Island, where all your greatest wishes can come true. And also, it's cash bar at all times. (laughs) Also, something that needs to be pointed out is Mr. Cardboard is uh, attempting some valor theft here. Yes, uh, He's got oh, the dog yep. tags of his father around his neck. And you know what? He's not just like he's not just bringing it up in conversation. He waits for somebody to bring it up. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's out. They're like openly hanging out. Like, you know, if that's a private thing, fine. Don't fucking flaunt it like you you were in the military. No, sir. Yeah, seriously. I don't like, want you, you gotta, looking. You got to. 
like put them in another thing like mm-hmm. they're dog tags but like get some other kind of necklacey container around Ooh. them because if you're just wearing yeah. dog tags like that i don't know where he's less passing a, it off man wear something less blatant like your father's toe tag for instance <laughs> God. He had to have one. He did have to oh, have he one. He fell on a grenade. Maybe he didn't. And they're trying to like sort of figure out here like how these fantasies play out. I mean, look, Ryan Hansen's kind of got a good idea. He's like, what if it's just like LARPing? Like, you know, that's yeah. how the fantasies work yeah. or whatever. Or VR, um, I think Melanie uh, suggests. Yes, yeah, VR was also suggested. And Mr. Rourke is like, only the island knows how the fantasies go. And I'm like, again... I don't know, man. I would just, I would need more details here to go on Fantasy Island. So then the first fantasy is Ryan and his brother, who is named Brax, Braxton, but like they keep like alluding to like his nickname in college was T. I don't know what that yes. means. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, yeah. So Brax and um, JD is so the, Ryan Hansen's name. They go to this crazy house party and it's like, this is fantasy all and i'm like yeah that's okay you know what i mean like it's yep and my question is are these all ghost people like the girls and the guys they're having sex with like how does that work good question with a name like brax maybe space ghost is actually hosting this whole thing (laughs) (laughs) maybe he's the brains behind the whole operation yeah, but I if that was the case, movie. though, this movie, this movie would have way more hilarious, awkward silences in it. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's on uh, um, HBO Max, by the way. A delight to, to revisit. Ooh, yeah. I've, I've, I've been, like, kind of circling around that. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, the whole thing is their fantasy begins now, and it's partying and babes. And the, so, Steve, your question about the babes and the dudes and all the sucking and fucking and the mm-hmm. partying, uh-huh. I think you're... you're at least what the movie I think tells you is that this the magic water that comes out god damn it the magic water that <laughs> uh-huh. comes out of this fountain mm-hmm. that's hidden in the the bottom of this cave that we go to later is capable of sort of making all of these people real okay yeah. so yeah so i think all you're it's all fake people i think the only real person on the island maybe is mr rourke so then that, that's my question is okay if mr rourke is like the only real person everybody else is sort of like a fake sort of real person that can only exist on this island npcs then, wh- then why do you need to <laughs> kidnap people to torture them like if i'm like i want to fucking weirdly and sexually uh humiliate my fucking high school bully because i'm a fucking maniac mm-hmm. then just make a fake high school bully that looks like my high school bully and i get to do that and no harm no foul which would i be think great. she says go ahead but it's a monkey's paw movie again sure yeah that's true well she melanie says something about uh, this will be easier to talk about if we just spoil it. Melanie is behind the whole thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is her big... She has brought all these people here because this dude that she was obsessed with died in a fire, and all of them, all of these guests, Maggie Q, Jimmy O. Yang, Mr. Cardboard, Ryan Hansen, they're all tangentially responsible for this guy dying. But, uh, but the, the thing is, she, she blames the girl... For all the other stuff, too. And I think it's just like a double revenge situation because she's like, you know, I was made this way. Like, I was obsessed with this guy. I went out with one time because you made me such a fucking weirdo loser. Like, yeah, because it's something about like she thinks that she wasn't like good enough for him because she was thinking about all the past bullying 
and that made her like regress and not like immediately go meet that guy or whatever the fuck it was. The funniest, she blames her for something. The funniest thing in this whole movie is when you see his charred corpse talking <laughs> and he says, you couldn't help me. You should have helped me. And that's it. And that's it. That's a charred corpse just well, talking, it, yamming at you. What's interesting about the charred corpse is it keeps appearing in the background it here does. and there throughout the movie. And you're like, what's this booger, man? What, what, is yep. the, what is his story? We'll get to it. And it is underwhelming. Because, yes, it's, it's well, very, he, very underwhelming. Because he's like a jump scare. Like when you first see the big party house, it's like, oh, cool. You know, blowjobs and candy canes for everybody. But oh, <laughs> there's this fucking weird monster guy. What there's a great deal? like. Yeah, I got a big laugh right there because um, so like JD's thing is like partying with babes because he's trying to get over a lady friend that he broke up with. And he's but, trying to have anal fud with them. I think. <laughs> trying yes. to do some anal fud. I think you're right. Uh, oh, no, not again. <laughs> uh, but but Brax, uh, the character of Brax is gay. So, you know, he goes off with some dudes and then it's a he says something like, oh, did you tell Mr. Rourke about what I'm into? And like the curtains pull back and it's like a bunch of sexy dudes with a ton of weed around them. So his thing is like, you know, smoking weed. And at one point the guy jumps out and scares him and he's like, wow, that's some good weed. <laughs> <laughs> this guy to contextualize, if you haven't seen it yet, I know I said you should see it before this. But if you didn't listen, this burnt guy, you know what it reminded me of? He looks like. Bill Paxton in Near Dark, like kind of oh, towards yeah. the end of the movie. A little bit. I could see that. Yeah. He looks, I yeah. Actually, he looks more like Doug Jones in, uh, oh God, what's that movie called? Hold on. It's Doug Jones in uh, the, the Bye the, Bye Man? The Bette Midler uh, Halloween movie. Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Oh, Hocus Pocus. Yes, he looks like the zombie guy in Hocus Pocus. Oh, so, ah, Billy. Chris, Chris, yes. I think I said Hocus Pocus right before you. Uh, so can I get those trailer game points? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> He's losing it. Sure, Eric, you get them all. You're you're, you're the winner. You're, we're, 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 we forego the game. Eric's the winner, everybody. I, I won a contest. <laughs> I get to go to the island. Eric, the uh, Chris's address is worth a thousand points. Just FYI. Oh shit! I, I got to get it out of him, huh? Or maybe you know, I think I actually have it somewhere in, in my office here. Like, check my uh, Rolodex. Well, maybe at the end of the episode, we'll get to it. Sure. Um, and then so you and Mr. Rourke then takes Maggie Q into her fantasy, and he's saying, you know, uh, regret is a disease. He's kind of like interviewing her yes. at first, like in his office. Like, if you could do, you know, you know. What's your job like? Are you happy with your job? Are you happy with your love life? If you could do a movement over, a moment over, rather, you know, would you say yes? Because she, she says, like, her biggest regret is this dude proposed to her. She said no. So he's like, if you could do that moment over, would you say yes? And then, like, this door opens, and it's the restaurant where he proposed to her. And it's a weird thing where, like, she doesn't know, and, like, the audience doesn't know. And I think also at some points, like, the movie doesn't know. But Maggie Q is asking the question. She's like, so did you fly this guy here? Yes. You know, how did you know how to set up, like, the restaurant to look? Like, you know, you don't know, like, what's going on. Like, if she's traveling to this restaurant, traveling back, like, it all. Well, exactly. She's not. It's all, like, you know, just stuff made up by the island. But it's all very I, confusing. But so he, I would already be guessing drugs. <laughs> I would right off yeah. the bat be like somebody gave me some really gnarly stuff. But I mean I yeah. guess I'm in this nice restaurant now. And like my first question to the man would be like, okay, I can change my mind about whether or not I want to accept the marriage proposal of this nice man. 
can I also change my order at the restaurant? But what I had was not that good, if I'm being honest. You know, the bass I, mean, you know, was I got not the, the sea bass, and uh, it was really undercooked, and it really put me in a funk. And it wasn't until after I ate the sea bass that he proposed, and I was just in such a bad mood that I think that's why I said no. They ha- so they I have ha- the steak. They have a phenomenal roasted chicken. I usually get it. I was feeling a little adventurous that night. I don't know why. I'm sorry, but no guest gets two wishes. I'm sorry. God damn sorry. it. Okay, fine. Fine, fine. I will say, yeah, also, this is my yeah. fantasy. I'm going to a fucking restaurant again. Holy shit. Seriously. <laughs> and it, it looks like a really nice place, too. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man, just a good, nice restaurant. God damn it. Um, but the thing about her fantasy that's so dumb is like, so what if saying yes makes you feel better about the decision? You're not going to leave the island and still be married to this guy. I mean, I guess the idea is you stay on the island forever. But then again, she's also being tricked because it's actually Lucy Hale's thing. And she wants to kill everybody anyway. So question oh, right, mark, question mark, question mark. But, yeah. And then the same by the same token, though, if she can like manifest her ex-boyfriend and marry him on the island... Why, again, can't you just manifest people and kill them on the island and feel satisfied that they're dead? You know what I mean? And be done with it. That's true. I, I don't know why we have to go through all this theatricality. You're totally right. Um, and then so the, she sets off. She goes into the restaurant and agrees to do it. So then our, our last two are Lily Hale and Mr. Cardboard, and they're, like, hanging out and having cocktails. And Mr. Cardboard you know, gives some story here, and he's like... Yeah, you know, I wanted to enlist in the military, but that didn't really work out. <laughs> so then I became a cop, and I don't know, I'm kind of not great at it. But, uh, well, anyway, I'm just excited to be playing Call of Duty in real life or whatever. You know, oh. I'm, I'm, part, I'm part cardboard on my, my father's side, so we're not too different, you and I. <laughs> uh, so that's, like, his thing. And then Lily Hale explains, like, oh, my fantasy is wanting to get revenge on this bully that tortured her all through school, including a Carrie-adjacent toilet water, bucket of toilet water dropped on her head at the eighth grade dance or something like that. And she she also went to a therapist who she called Dr. Torture. Well, he'll be important later. And and Will he ever. And one of his assignments for her was to write letters to all of her classmates which this main maniac bully somehow got and mailed to everyone she, she broke in <laughs> like a cat burglar she broke into the therapist like she, Portia is not playing she's not double day is not playing this as much of a maniac as this yes. person would have to be like True. this is completely insane that they deserve the torture absolutely 100 also was this therapist a professional wrestler? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> this guy is humongous when we see him. He's a torturer, uh, doctor torture. Mm-hmm. Look, you know, they could be therapists and, you know, Swedish luge artists. Because she, she has to go down <laughs> to the basement. That's where her fantasy is, which uh, Michael Pena. And I guess so the Michael Pena, so she was like, here's my fantasy, Michael Pena. I actually want to get vengeance on all these people. But further to my fantasy and Michael Pena's like oh god (laughs) it's gonna be double tiered Michael T. Pena shut up I'm gonna say the whole thing fuck all right let me get a pen and she's like "Uh, you have to pretend you don't know me give me a fantasy which actually isn't my actual fantasy so the other people in the fantasy think that they're actually not the fantasy 
<sighs> the hospitality industry sucks sometimes. <laughs> Michael Pena is just like regretting every decision that also, brought him to this moment. Also, imagine every like Mr. Cardboard. You know, he's a good looking piece of cardboard. Sure. It's not, you know, he's not an ugly yeah. man. Imagine all these girlfriends he's had when they, they, you know, they try to get close to him and they're like, what's your fantasy? And he's like, to save my dead father. to make sure my dad doesn't get killed in nicaragua it doesn't belong in this movie it feels like frequency or something yes dude yes yes, thank you and the whole time i was like this is just a even somehow dumber version of frequency (laughs) that was uh what was that dennis cocaine quaid yep dennis cocaine quaid Quaid and mr jesus right mr jesus himself christ (laughs) wait so that means dennis quaid is god it's true. Uh, maybe he thinks so. <laughs> I don't know. I, I see those insurance commercials. <laughs> well, I mean, when he's playing um, when he's playing snowblower, yeah, he believes he's a god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when um, he's ripping it up in the green room of the city winery. Uh, never mind. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so her thing is like, I guess you know. So all right, Mr. Rourke, I'm doing all this other shit, but my fantasy is. Uh, I want to be in an Eli Roth movie for a little bit. And that's because the, the movie it just turns into a torture porn movie. It's just for like five minutes, and it's like this: you can't do this, and then have Jimmy O Yang on the other end, and fucking a, a, a nice fucking uh, drama, and then whatever, and frequency also happening. Too many yes. balls to juggle. <laughs> yeah, it's and just it's it's way too much. You can't do you you can't definitely throw us like a saw into the mix. It's just. Yep. Yep. It's too much. But the lighting changes entirely where they've got like the super green lighting. It's this torture porny place. It's and Portia Doubleday again, like she's like gagged to a chair in a very like, you know, right, right, guys? Right. Do, uh-huh. Yep, she's she's tied to a chair. She's got a fucking, you know, ball gag in her mouth. Mm-hmm. She's clearly been like crying. We got the, you know, the mucked up eye makeup, the whole thing. It's straight out of hostel, yeah. you know. And so, she, so the whole thing here is like Lily Hale's character, uh, Melanie, has this like control room that she's in front of, and you know, Portia Doubleday is like tied to this chair on the other side of like some reverse glass kind of thing, two sided mirror. And so it's just like every time a button lights up, like she presses it, and this girl gets like a little bit of she gets tortured, or the toilet water falls on her, and all of this shit. It's like a torture speak and in- say is what you're saying. Yes, that's exactly right. It goes like boop, boop, electrocute her. And you know, then you press it, she does it. All right, now put the toilet water. Beep boop pop pop. Toilet water goes. Uh but then this fucking Dr. Torture walks in. And I had to look really closely for a second because I thought it was Kane. I did too, yeah. I really thought it was Kane at first, dressed up like a doctor, which would have been funny because Am I remembering this right, Steve? One of Kane, the guy who is Kane, one of his earlier characters was a dentist. Yep. I, Ivan, I Ivan Yankum or something like that. I have trouble remembering my own mother's birthday some years, but I know that Kane eventually was Ivan Yankum first. That's for sure. <laughs> yep. uh-huh, uh-huh. That's important. Yeah, that's that's what you want. That's very important. Your, that's, your mother's birthday is never going to come up on the show, but that did. <laughs> that did indeed. Uh, the funny thing is, though, the guy who plays Doctor Torture is a dude named Ian Roberts. Yes. Not to be confused with the UCB Ian Roberts. Uh, He was apparently in Superman Returns, but I don't remember the character. Riley. Hmm. But everybody remembers Riley from Superman (laughs) Returns? Oh, yeah, that guy. But yeah, he's just this big, scary dude. And... And, and th- this scene doesn't really play once you know what the movie is about, because when you know the twist, 
because Lucy Hale is like, oh no, why am I torturing this woman? Oh, I'm so conflicted. Like, and she like tries, to, she stops and saves her too, which doesn't make a ton of sense. No, I get, and it's, it's all. Yeah. Isn't it for like the sake of fooling this girl though? Because she's filming this all on her phone. That's uh-huh. what just happens. to show her later. Towards the end of the movie, it's like to it was like to gain her trust, I guess, to set up the big ruse. You got to get everyone in the same room to hear this. Come on, everyone, you got to <laughs> yeah. all hear this. I'm not going to just tell you or kill you like I want I mean, to. I'm going to kill you all at say- once. She's saying some dumb shit too. Like she keeps claiming that like she thinks Portia Doubleday is a hologram. So yeah. she's like, "Wow, looks better than Tupac." Look, like, oh my god. Look, I filmed this to prove that this was a movie. <laughs> I filmed it all. This to see it was a movie. I swear. Look, I have proof. It was I, a movie. I love the part. This part because she also like one of the buttons is a video of uh, Portia Doubleday like having sex with some guy, and she has to, like Lucy has to do so much like heavy lifting like. That's not her husband, and like, wait, yeah. And then she presses another button, and then some, some other guy watching is like, oh, "That is her husband." And it's like, I know. Um, but yeah. So then, so then, the final setup is yes, Mister Cardboard is taken into the jungle by Michael Pena, and he's like, "All right, I'm off to play Call of Duty now. This is gonna be a lot of fun." <laughs> what a and fucking it's just, idiot! Like, it's so fucking stupid. He's like immediately captured yes or he's, he's he's about to be captured he encounters michael rooker this is the like we see michael rooker right when they get off the plane he's like eerily spying on them from the woods you don't really know what's going on and then he bumps into michael rooker and he's you know rooker is playing michael rooker you know he's like <laughs> this place isn't what you think it is people die here and you're like okay sure. and they kind of but uh, then, well, he, like, he's these got other this, soldiers come in or whatever. Michael Rooker's got this, like, late last days of Jake the Snake Roberts haircut going on, and it's not great. <laughs> oh, man. This ratty You're totally thing. right. It's like he would be... It's the haircut you would see in, like, a, you know, a goon in a canon movie. <laughs> yes. Like, I feel also like you could you saw this haircut a lot in like a bunch of the the hitmen in uh, Samurai Cop, like that era of filmmaking. Also, I can imagine Jake the Snake taking an email invitation to a fantasy island, even post sobriety. I think he, he would still take this offer to come here. My fantasy is to be uh, the WWF champion again, but forever. Also, I'd <laughs> like to take uh, Snake as my wife. Uh, oh that's what it is finally getting to marry a snake it's been a long time coming for me and charlene here uh, and uh yes eric thank you my best man eric siska here uh he's been with me all the, all the good times with charlene my snake what's awesome is i don't even know who jake the snake is but i will be there for him and support him he was a wrestler in the 80s that came out with a snake. Yes. Mm-hmm. That makes Wrapped sense. around him. Mm-hmm. Jake the Snake Roberts. He had a huge drug problem for a while. There was a documentary about it. Yes. Who didn't? Not to be confused with millionaire man Ted DiBiase there. Million oh, dollar man. I would never forget that guy. That guy was you cool. You see his, uh, his, his son's in some hot soup these days? What, what did he do? What is he doing? Million dollar man Ted DiBiase, his son, uh, is hilariously involved in some sort of like... Like he's in a court proceeding right now due to some scam. Like I think he's like nice. bilking people out of maybe a million dollars. 
Well, that's got to be a real thing when you're watching your dad on television and he's like, I'm the million dollar man. I can buy and sell you. And you're still living like in a shack in like fucking, you know, Jacksonville. You're like, wait, huh? Yep. Hi, hi, I'm the I'm the billion dollar boy, Mike DiBiase. <laughs> can I show you how to make money today? <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, you know, he is cap Mr. Cardboard here. Patrick, I think is the character's name, is captured by these american soldiers and i am, couldn't quite place where this was like eventually they say something about either nicaragua or venezuela no, they say or something venezuela because like i think their yeah. mission is to destabilize a, a, a you know someone uh, who's elected democratically <laughs> that's the, that is the weirdest part because it's like oh it's a it's a black and like he even says patrick's like oh my god it's my dad's black ops mission in fucking venezuela like the u.s government told you that <laughs> I think if it's like a, you know, he lost his life, we could at least spill the beans. Mm-hmm. Hugo this Chavez is what he was doing. threw a grenade at my dad and he jumped on it. He's a hero. <laughs> you better not throw that grenade at my dad. Look, Poppy signed off on it. He said it was okay. <laughs> also, this the whole like hero worship of his father for being a quote unquote hero for saving his like platoon or whatever by jumping on this grenade. And then when we eventually see what happens to Nick burning in this building in the past, he's like, I'm too scared to go and tie the building. Yeah, dude, this guy is a coward in the real world. Classic it's coward. Incredible. Totally incredible. Um, so he's like set off in his thing now. And then what the movie does is just sort of like jumps back and forth between these four completely different stories uh, until they stupidly crash back together then is the idea. Um, but we get a little more about, you know, Ryan Hansen. There's kind of a funny thing where like he's trying to tell Jimmy Yang like, oh, yeah, me and, you know, that babe over there. We got it on last night. And then she comes over and he, you know, oh, just tell uh, tell him about a great time we had last night. And she's like, oh, yeah, like it was amazing how much he cried because he's just like crying over this ex-girlfriend or whatever. Uh, this is like the most sitcom part of this. Like this is what, like I, I definitely agree. Like this is the best part of it because it, because of this sitcom but sometimes it really does hit home. It does. And I mean, again, because we just, we, we cut from like fucking again, like hostile part five. And then it's just <laughs> like, man, oh man, yep. you can't get over that ex-girlfriend. I'm like, you can't just bounce back from that. And as soon as that, like, finishes, then it just bounces to Maggie Q, like, getting the proposal all over again and saying yes and being happy. And then it bounces back to our party boys and they find a panic room with a bunch of fucking weapons in it. Mm -hmm. And you're like, man, this is just a real yo-yo feeling kind of movie. Yeah, big time. And nothing feels like it should go together. And we come to find it shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) There is one of their, like, dumb partying things that I thought was hilarious is they're putting uh, grenades into baseball pitching machines and just blasting them out into the ocean like Cosmo Kramer. I mean, their storyline is still the most compelling. They're the most, like, fleshed out since they're brothers. I I, I kind of, like, have a sense of what their background is. And everyone else is like, oh, I was... Someone was mean to me at school. Yeah, here too. And I just became a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Melanie, you don't have to torture these people on Fantasy Island. Just start a podcast. Exactly. Torture people you don't know over the airwaves. Just give me a little bit longer uh, in that tent with all the pot. Jimmy Yang's tent with all the hot guys in the pot. Mm -hmm. Let's sit in there for a little while. That seems like a nice place to be. I don't need to see all the, you know, the bikini babes all the time. 
I would take, I would take, like, if you removed all of Mr. Cardboard from this movie and just replaced (laughs) it with, like, scenes of Jimmy Yang going up to various jars of sticky icky and being like, oh, it's this kind of a strain. And then just reading me percentages of THC. Way yeah. more interesting yeah. than Mr. My dad was in Venezuela. <laughs> he somehow he somehow smokes smokes pot off of a peck muscle. <laughs> there you go. That'd be interesting. <laughs> somehow. I don't know how. It it would be like just do their storyline is is I mean it's comedy, it's dumb, it's but it's fun. Like the whole like, oh, this is actually like I think Mr. Rourke has a line that it's like Oh well, you know, your fantasy was to have it all, and when you have it all, people want to take it from you. And this was like an ex-Russian gangster's house, and there was cocaine yeah. and cash in it. So now you're under siege by by criminals. I would rather watch this fun, like Twenty One Jump Street esque action yes, movie in this movie uh-huh. than any Dude, of the others. Great, great example of the tone that I was trying to figure out. Like, yeah, if you did that movie, had all the action stuff with the Russian mob and, and stuff like that, and it was just kind of like 21 Jump Street, yep, Quick, that's what, exactly what this what, should be. One note we get about Mr. Cardboard that I really... Uh, so, imagine you're over at somebody's house uh, mm-hmm. and it, it's your friend and he's just had a kid. They're both very white. And your buddy is hanging out playing with the kid. Hey, yeah, is that cool? Isn't that cool, Ali? Oh, and, yeah. and, and, and wouldn't your eyebrow go up a little when he's like, "Yeah, I call I, I call my kid after Muhammad Ali." I'd be like, "Hmm." And it's like, "Oh no, he's a fighter. He was born premature." Uh-huh. Like, yeah, you know what? Call him fucking Dempsey then. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Dempsey's right there. You cannot just start calling your your little white kid Ali. Call him Lamada. I know. You don't have to tell him everything about the man. Just tell call him he was a fighter. Call him the fighting fetus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> call yeah, him it's Batman. Just, it's... Batman fights. He's white. Yeah, that's exactly right. Batman's a fighter. <laughs> Superman, he's also fought. Superman, there it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Now, why do we he's get my born... little Superman. Why do we get born prematurely, Mr. Wayne? (laughs) (laughs) To pick ourselves back up again. Why do we get born prematurely, Mr. Wayne? (laughs) To uh, refer to ourselves as Muhammad Ali. Uh (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's a weird detail, Chris, that you're totally right. My question about, very specifically, um, actually all of these fantasies, right? They all kind of go sour and dark and spooky, scary in their own ways. And is that, my question is so like if if, if Jimmy O Yang just went to um, Fantasy Island on his own and said I want it all and would he just have like three days of like a really cool party or is it because of Lucy Hale's wish that it gets the monkey spot thing or is every wish monkey spot no matter what I think Lucy That's Hale a good call. I think Lucy Hale has is it made all these specifically they go wrong well, well, because well, of her yeah. Mister Rourke can't even have a relationship with his wife because of the monkey part monkey pawness of the fucking black water juice or whatever <laughs> so he has her play the assistant role to just see her so i think they're all cursed yeah that's a good point and also sure. you know you got to get a real guy somebody in here to check this water situation this looks like black mold guys that's really dangerous oh yeah it yeah. is dangerous. yeah dude i was i was having breathing problems just watching this movie <laughs> uh well the weird thing too about that is like you know they come to this island with it wasn't just like, oh, we won this contest to a mysterious island. Like, they all seem to be aware of the existence of Fantasy Island already. So, like, if it was a thing where every visit to Fantasy Island was a monkey's paw thing, 
I don't think people are going to fantasy on, <laughs> yeah. on, on trips, you know? Like, the word would get out, man. It would be like, hey, don't go there. You think it's going to be cool, and you're just partying and smoking weed and fucking banging dudes, and then all of a sudden the Russian mafia is after you. Nobody tells yeah. you that you're being served by Michael Pena's dead wife. Nobody's telling you that <laughs> shit, and I found no, it out. See, you think you're getting the anal, but no one tells you you're also getting the fun. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh, <laughs> that I question. need some water. That's my question: Is anal fun? Like you know, is uh-huh. he is he a top or a bottom? I just have to ask that question. Well, yeah, I don't know. All he right. does uh, wear brown strategically. Uh, you're you're, versatile. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you'll have yeah, to. Yeah, why not both? You'll yeah. have to study his scenes with Wiley Cacody. <laughs> <laughs> Who, of course, uh, always is paired with the road rimmer. <laughs> the road rimmer. Oh, oh man. Meep. Meep, meep. Meep, meep. Meep, meep. I love it. Uh, oh, I, you know, a, getting a beak in there would be something. Uh-huh. Uh, and Pepe Le Pew is actually just not allowed. Like, no, dude. You know what, dude? We, we believe. No, we can... we're not, we're not into fucking piss play. Get out of here. <laughs> well, no, I just more more the consent angle. Like, you can't have that guy on your set. That guy. Oh no, that yeah, guy's no, a that guy's a predator. Not good. Oh, <laughs> every Christmas Eve, he does a new fucking video on Twitter. <laughs> Let me be Pepe. <laughs> Did uh, I? I was wondering about this over the holidays because I saw someone tweeting about it. Is Kevin Spacey still making those videos? He's oh, still yeah. oh yeah, videos. Man. Yeah, he looks like shit. Oh, and he's still just doing it as Frank, he, whatever the no, fuck. No, the new one is like suicide awareness. Mm-hmm. I, I, it was really weird. It was he, incredibly yeah, strange. I only watched half of it because it's just stupid shit, and uh, it was just because it was like suggested in the algorithm, and I was like, that sounds funny. Why not? And. <laughs> And I, sh- I shut it off real quick because it's just him threatening to rid himself from us. And I'm like, oh. Or, All right. Or is it a message to Ghislaine, Eric? Or is it Ooh, that? There, Yeah, I got to get Maggie Q on the line. <laughs> she has the answers on this one. The drops are coming. We should say, so Maggie Q wakes up in bed with this dude that she, uh, you know, that she, that she uh, renounced, not renounced, renounced to be Maggie Q. No, uh, who uh, she uh, she said no to. She wakes up and now she has a daughter, and like it's like oh wow, it's everything. And, like she has a really like, kind of sensitive scene with Mister Rourke, and it's like you know you could just live out here and just live with your beautiful little baby daughter, man. And it's like always like I don't know, man. Like wouldn't it be like here's your daughter? She's a fucking earache and she's really irritable. Like that's that's the story I want. <laughs> yeah, dude. This is the fucking reality of it, Maggie Q. You got woken up at five o'clock in the morning because she pissed the bed. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about what they're doing here and like, oh yeah, you could have it all on this island. Now you've got a husband. It is weird because she's like, uh, hey, Mr. Rourke, you know, he just proposed to me last night. And he's like, Did he? Or has five years gone by? And she's like, what? (laughs) And then the little kid comes out. So I thought he was going to position it to be a thing where, like, Maggie Q was going to, like, take up, like, the mantle of hosting Fantasy Island, right? Like, see, you can have everything here. All you got to do is, like, stay here. You can have this fantasy husband and and kid you always wanted. But you also just got to run this hotel. (laughs) 
That would make I sense. I kind of thought that's where it was going a little bit. Yeah. If, I mean, towards the end, we see, see he does kind of recruit someone, but it's like he should get more people to, uh, you know, work and like clean up these rooms. <laughs> at. Like we see some of the staff of his hotel besides the wife. And it's like, what are, what are their story? Were they once guests at the hotel? He says in one like kind of pseudo diabolical, because again, Michael Pena just isn't that actor. And I think he's a great actor, but just not for this. And it's also a bad movie, but he's like, Oh, yes, my loyal army of whatever. I give them a taste of their fantasy and they will serve me throughout. Oh. So, like, I, I guess, like, I, I, yeah, I don't know what that they, means. They all look like the poachers from Ace Ventura 2. <laughs> they do. Yes, dude, they definitely do. And the one guy also looks like uh, we were just talking about him on the Die Hard commentary. He looks like the tall nihilist from Lebowski. Yes, also that, that. one guy. But um, yeah, I don't know what that means. Like, so if your fantasy was like to be like a, a great baseball player, so you get a little taste. That's like you're at a stadium and you hit a home run in the World Series, and then it's like back to work. Now go clean the shit out of that bathroom. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe the thing is like I always wanted to be somebody's goon. Well, I have a, the perfect fantasy <laughs> for you. <laughs> yeah, that might also work. It, yeah, it's shockingly. It's all confusing and, and doesn't make much sense. But she realizes, like, oh, I can't live with this daughter, this fake weird daughter. She go, she like convinces him, like, look, I realized if I get a real do-over, I know what do-over I'd really want. You didn't really explain my wish to me. And he's like, ah, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? That's the only <laughs> rule of the movie. Ah, whatever. It sure. is weird that he's the one that interpreted, like, what her wish would be. Exactly. That's how she sort of turns it on him because she's like... You know, I said I wanted to do over for like my biggest regret, and you misinterpreted that as like my regret was turning down the proposal. But in reality, it was this other thing where I left a tea kettle on and my apartment Uh. caught on fire, and then this dude burned to death. And so he's like, All right, well, you sort of like legalized me a little (laughs) bit there. Um, yeah, all right, you do get a second fantasy. Like he's so adamant through most of the movie, like you everybody only gets one fantasy, you can't change it, blah blah blah. And he's like, eh, fine, fuck it. The the, the super fire that Maggie Q uh uh describes, or I forget who described it, it might be uh uh Lucy Hale who describes it eventually. But it does sound like a Final Destination esque, like it is kind like of like a mousetrap esque <laughs> death that happened. So I don't yeah. know if any of these people are really responsible. I think she might be a little uh, off it. She goes. Well, the craziest part is how how the hell is Lucy Hale aware that JD and Brax were associated with it? Exactly, at all? and or and the cop. Like, what are you talking about? Right, because we see JD and Brax go down the stairwell, and they're like, "It's a fire, lady." So. It's like they're just leaving the building. They don't really have anything to do with this guy too much. Oh, do they know him? They're, I they're his roommates, and oh, they, fuck. they thought oh. he they thought he wasn't home anymore. Oh, like, shit. oh that's right. Also, okay. how do you get locked in your own apartment? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this guy was doing. Yeah, you're totally right. Like, you know, obviously people get you know uh, killed and injured in fires and stuff all the time, but like they were just leaving. Yeah, like, at uh, I don't know. Turns out it's because it's the movie Fantasy Island, I think. Because she's mysteries, mysteries. Because she tries to open the door, she can't. <laughs> and then she goes down to the cop, who's Patrick, and he's just like, Hey, lady, can't help you. The fire department's going to be here any second. She's like, No, but this guy's going to burn to death. It's like, 
Fire department's going to be here any second. All right, missus. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to shoot my gunny at, at the fire, and maybe that'll stop it. <laughs> shoot the gunny. Shoot the gunny. I love it when she's running back in, and he's just like, don't be a hero. Don't be like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and she, Yeah, uh, you're talking to a gunny guy. You need a hosey guy. <laughs> the hosey guys aren't here yet. Me just gunny guy. You see, I wear these dog tags because to remind me how stupid dad was. <laughs> <laughs> you never forget, dude. Never forget what a fucking uh, idiot your dad was. I failed the hosey guy <laughs> test. I also <laughs> failed the army guy <laughs> test. Uh, but so she, she tries to get Pat, this other guy out. She can't. She goes back to her apartment to get some sort of a tool to knock the door down. Uh, but then she passes out. And then Julia, this enigmatic uh, worker at Fantasy Island, saves her. And that's right, a yeah, scene pulls, that sort of happens. Pulls her out of the room. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Uh, but that sort of brings her to like the... Right before all the stories are about to intersect, yes. and if we we go back a second, so like um, this, yeah, I I like this. I think this is the way to sort of do this sure. with all these inter interlacing storylines. Then Mister Cardboard's thing is hilarious though, because like so, yes, eventually he is brought back to like the commander of this you know unit, and it's his dad. There's a whole thing about like why is my dog tag around your neck, <laughs> and they kind of it's like a little back and forth until they like. This is where the whole Muhammad Ali thing is. And he's like, you are my son. And they're trying to figure out this whole thing. And then he tells him what the deal is. And he's like, because he, the dad says, like, well, when was the last time you saw me? And he's like, 27 years, six months and five days or something like that. And he's like, you died jumping on a grenade. And so this guy, I mean, this is hysterical. This guy is like, well, now that I have that knowledge fuck this <laughs> fuck all those dudes that are in my platoon we are going a wall and me and you are getting the hell out of absolutely dude yeah. great idea That's i also like that his platoon the last movie they saw before going on this mission was dazed and confused yeah. oh, oh yeah totally. strange that is, that is the clunkiest line of the movie eric because like some guys like what are you dazed and confused and i think patrick was like what he's like you know that movie that came out last year and you have to be like Oh wow, we're at the past. And then they quote Wooderson, these yeah. high school girls. Yeah. yeah, but it wasn't until that. So I was like, "Oh, Days and Confused was 1993. This isn't supposed to be Vietnam." Yes, exactly. Like, I had no idea what was going. No, it's on. Venezuela, and it's definitely not legal. Whatever's happening here, I <laughs> no. like. Yeah, my, exactly. My favorite thing is cardboard's whole mission here has got to be like, Dad. What you got to do is is you got to kill yourself again. Yes, and you have yes. to do it to inspire me to be a big nothing. Okay? He <laughs> wants to go AWOL, and he's like, no, Dad, we're going to wrestle till you kill yourself with a grenade. <laughs> One of the funniest things was, because I'd already seen this, was watching Chelsea just be totally, like, annoyed and confused by this movie. And when the two of them start fighting, she was just like, she threw her arms up. She was like, that's it. <laughs> That you now you are wrestling your dad because you need him to die. <laughs> what, what, what does what does he care about the space time continuum all yes. of a sudden? Like I don't know, man. It's Fantasy Island. Let's also, see if my dad doesn't die this time around. Also, Mister Cardboard, your life is stupid and shit. <laughs> yeah, you're a real loser. You're handsome as hell, but you're a real loser, Mister Cardboard. I, you're a cowardly I, cop. I saw Back to the Future, Dad. I know what has to be done. You must die. You must die, Father. 
He just shoots just him in like the back. Just like Doc Brown, I refuse to accept the consequences. And where this happens to me. <laughs> it's just a picture of this dad face down in the mud. <laughs> or pieces of his face down in the mud. <laughs> So they want so then they come to the compromise of like, well, maybe we can go help those guys and you won't have to jump on that grenade is the idea. Yeah, he's like, if we do it together, we'll take these guys down or something like that, which doesn't make sense. Yeah, and, and yeah. Jimmy O. Yang and uh JD or uh, Ryan Hansen are like they're partying and then they're like, Oh, cool panic room. Uh oh, here comes and like this is when we like get into purge anarchy territory with these stupid fucking masks that kid, <sighs> that poor masks. Kid, that poor Kim Coates has to wear. Like it's just sad, <laughs> and it's just like they have they, they infiltrate them and they get locked out of their own panic room. My favorite line of this movie, by the way, is when they go in the panic room and Ryan Hansen's like, "Wow, I feel like I'm Jodie Foster in that Jodie Foster movie." <laughs> Funny yep, line. I mean, made me laugh. Totally made me laugh. It's it's totally great. It's kind of like that's like your classic. Like a tier Ryan Hansen joke. Yes. Like I feel like I've I've heard him make similar jokes on other shows and shit. I, it's so funny. The great thing um, the, I will say the yeah. great thing about putting Kim Coates in this in this role here is that this is actually the kind of job I imagine Kim Coates took after Son of An- Son of Anarchy <laughs> ended. It's oh, like just, torturing people. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say he's a welcome presence in this movie. I feel like sure. he picks it up a little bit of a notch because I started to get bored. Absolutely. Yes. This, yeah. This is I one, mean, this... he he definitely kicks things into high gear, and he's just he's a good enough actor. I mean, those Kim Coates eyes too. You fucking stare into those steel blue looking eyes, man. Mm-hmm. Like he's just a very commanding presence on screen. So it kind of you're right, Eric. It does sort of like wake the movie up a little bit. But he's, yeah. wearing, but he's wearing, wearing a dumb mask. He's wearing Darth Maul mask <laughs> at the time. It does look like a Darth Maul mask. You're right. I think what does Ryan Hansen say? He's like, we got, all right, yeah, there's a few of them. We got like a pig guy, a devil guy. A skeleton dude as well or something like that. Or a clown, rather. Yes, there's a a creepy clown one also, yeah. It's Blumhouse, man. You never know when you're going to get scared in this dumb fucking movie. (laughs) I mean, you're not going to be, but you never know when it might actually sort of happen. (laughs) <laughs> Blumhouse. Ooh, you got uh, Blumhouse. Ooh, you got scared there, Blumhouse. Uh oh, Blumhouse. You know, <laughs> you got Blumhouse. I mean, we're gonna have to scare you. In every kitchen sink, there's a knife. I mean, you know, <laughs> honestly, like uh, everyone, every time we release a movie, someone's like, "You gotta change your opening title, man," because people get so scared they leave the theater. Because it's like that fucking. <laughs> why is that chair ju- jumping around? It, Blumhouse. It's, it's like the Jaws legend of someone dying during a screening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they, they they weigh that criticism against my opening title sequence, but I'm like, hey man, I already got the ticket money, Blumhouse. <laughs> Turns out I, I got reports that a man died laughing when he saw the, the cardboard boy wrestling his father to kill him. You know, this 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 could kill you. This movie could like kill you. We're veering into Alex Jones a little. Yeah. <laughs> we're not very good. <laughs> That's um, true. But so so Kim Coates as this Russian is like you know yeah you this house used to belong to so and so you know where's all the coke and the money and whatever and they're you know uh, J D and Brax are like you know we seriously have absolutely no idea what you're talking about we're on this like fantasy island thing like they're not they're not getting it um, and then this is yeah Rourke is they call Rourke uh, from the panic room and they're like. 
you know, this isn't what we signed on for. And this is where he has the dumb line of like, you know, everybody who has it all, someone always wants to try to take it from them. Monkey's paw got you, Blumhouse. <laughs> you got plumbed. <laughs> he hangs up the phone. <laughs> you just got plumbed. And uh, there's like some like thing where, you know, they're like, you know, wrestling each other a little bit. Um, Jimmy O. Yang tricks them. He's got a grenade and sort of it's, it's a long protracted sequence. But basically the military guys and Jimmy O. Yang's story kind of converge here. Yes. Yeah, because like when things are starting to hit the fan here with the Russian guys, all of a sudden Mr. Cardboard and the platoon <laughs> come onto the, the party down property here and this is where the movie yeah they all start kind of connecting at this point so then like you know these the the military dudes are shooting at the russian assassins and yada yada oh no dad you got me wet i'm ruined i can't be anything oh oh god oh no i'm just your soggy little boy (laughs) your dad got you wet (laughs) interesting uh tell more to dr torture lay down Yeah, I mean, that that whole story is also happening. Dr. Torture is chasing around these two sexy ladies because it's a Blumhouse movie, and you have to have it somewhere, uh, I guess. Did we even talk yeah. about the magic rock that Michael Rooker... We're about, that's where we're going, because he chases <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, we're here, we're here right now. Michael Rooker saves them in all of his glory, and he's like, we gotta go see this fucking magic rock, ladies. And they're like, what? <laughs> gaze upon its wonder. And it's just a magic rock where when you gaze upon it, you sort of see your fantasy. Also, again, point of order. So I guess it's always Monkey's Paw because, yeah, Michael Rooker, who had nothing to do with Lucy Hale's story, he says, like, oh, yeah, I was on this island. I'm a private investigator. I was trying to figure something out. And my fantasy was to have my dead daughter back. And then I did. Yeah. It got scary. And, like, he doesn't even say anything. Like, <laughs> it got real weird after that. Like, what what well, happened specifically? I th- I think what he's describing there, Steve, is a pet cemetery situation. Mm. You know, what came yeah. back wasn't right. Well, we we do see that, like, in, in the previous sequence with Mr. Cardboard and his father and the platoon being shot up by these, you know, Kim Coates and these Russian gangsters is once people die, they just they get like black eyes and get up again. So maybe that happened to his daughter. Mm, maybe she found out how, how she died. Maybe maybe in a in a fit of joy, he killed her. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy to see my, my dead daughter come back to life. I, I hugged her so hard, I strangled her to death. I had to stab her in the head to see if she was real. That, well, that would be brilliant. I mean, like if he's like, it was so disturbing. You know, my, my daughter, is. she got hit in the middle of the street. She was just walking by trying to get her little ball in the middle of the street. And I I, I got my fantasy, and I, I, I tried to stop her, but then I knew she had to be run over. She had to be run over, or the space-time continues off. I had to see my little baby get run over again. And I, you know what? That's disturbing. That's like that Star Trek episode. Is that, what, really? C- City on the Edge of Forever, when, when Kirk falls oh, in love right, with a woman yeah. that has to die. Oh, yeah, yeah, which we covered on our Nexus on Patreon. But the, you, Chris, you're kind of, you're citing like Pet Cemetery there, right? Well, I mean, yes. it's it's yeah. both. I mean, they both well, share the either same. Either way, sometimes dead is better. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> but so like in the midst of all, they just like he kind of lay, lays down how the island works. And you know, you guys call my friend who's got a plane, and once you, then we'll all get off this island together. Then they're on the side of a cliff, kind of running around and back and forth. Portia Doubleday is like, "Who were you?" And they learn each about each other, and like she kind of forgives her, sort of, I guess. Right? Sort Does that of. happen here? And then like basically, yeah. Well, because Michael Rooker is like, "Now you girls got to listen up here." 
you're dealing with some high school bullshit, and we're on this fucking fantasy island, and I ain't got no time to be hearing girls yip-yapping when we're trying to get out of here. Like, that's yeah. kind of his thing. Uh, well, they're fighting. There is a hilarious detail, though, and this was an astounding comment while we were watching the movie, because uh, he's telling his story. I mean, like, we Steve, you sort of touched on it, but, like, can we just talk about how dumb all of his backstory he's like hey yeah i'm a pi i got hired by somebody to go find out what rourke's doing on this island or whatever and he just says he goes i've been here three weeks and chelsea looking at how michael ricker looks at this movie goes three weeks <laughs> yeah he i thought he had been on that island for years he's been living <laughs> off the land hiding in the woods stealing like garbage out of the fantasy island hotel dumpsters to oh, survive oh, oh no i just lost my hotel room yesterday no uh it's been <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, mostly uh it's been just yeah, today. i lost my i lost my key card and you know rourke rourke's got two rules only one fantasy and only one key card yeah and i'm a pi and i don't mean private investigator i mean 3.14 <laughs> <laughs> Much like that man's made out of cardboard, I'm made out of numbers. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm just a bunch of ones and zeros. He had. <laughs> Suddenly, Mr. Rourke said he had my number. I had to come to the island. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. I, I used to be this Darren Aronofsky movie, and then whooped. <laughs> Boy, I wish I put a drill in my brain instead of coming on that plane. <laughs> but then people Seriously. lost interest, and it was our requiem for a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, everyone's ra raving about anal fud, ass to ass. <laughs> I gotta say, I watched, oh, I watched, no. I watched Pie Over uh, Quarantine. That holds up. Great movie. Does I it really? It does. It's, it's 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 good. Love that. Movie. I should go back. It's been it's been a long time. It's been a long time for me and most of Darren Aronofsky. I mean, it's, it's very of its time for you. sure. But like, that's actually yeah. a good thing. Oh, you know oh. what I mean? I'm, uh -huh. I'm going to do an Andrew right now. The 4K of Requiem for a Dream is wonderful. <laughs> it, it looks really is that nice. Right? Yeah, it's really nice. Also, how about um, this? Pi, my first DVD. Ooh, really? That's correct. I had I had Pi on DVD also. Yeah, That's funny. It's a good first one. Um, Cabin, what's going to ask you? Oh, so you were able to actually physically and mentally bring yourself to watch Requiem for a Dream again. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Great movie. I mean, I know it's I know it's a great movie, dude, but Jesus Christ. Oh, no. The world's a hell mouth. I'm fine with, the, you know, I'll watch hell mouth movies. Let's go. If, if anything, guess, yeah. that's simpler days. <laughs> You're totally right. You're totally, totally right. We're in 2021. Everything is on fucking fire. That must seem like a wholesome Care Bears movie. Yeah, you get, some, you get yeah. some fucking, uh, you get some sweet release watching Ellen Burstyn get shock treatment. Oh, yeah. I mean, at this point, put Henneke up on Disney+. Plus. I mean, honestly. Same yes. difference. Oh, oh, how Dude. refreshing and sweet to see him get his arm cut off. Give, give Henneke a uh, fucking uh, Star Wars Disney Plus show. Hell yeah. Oh, my God. It's just, it would be, it's a show that takes place all in, like, one village. There's, like, creepy kids. Or, like, yeah. The White like Saber. The it's like the white <laughs> ribbon for sure it's Excellent. the white ribbon but showing like all the people that would grow up to be imperials uh, like people like yes. kids tripping and falling yeah. be like fucking jedi like whoa hard j on that one <laughs> they're using the force to like <laughs> torture bugs quietly i'm actually very much into this now i, I like all of this <laughs> we're funny uh, games set in star wars absolutely mm -hmm. oh my god Actually, that would be great, right? It's like some, uh, let's see, how can we do it? Two, okay, two it's some like, it's like 
in no, the white. No, I was going to say it's a very, well, hang on. It's a very esteemed, oh. like, Corsican family. Yep. Right? Who go out to, like, a country house mm-hmm. on Naboo or something like that, right? Go, get out in the fields of Naboo. And then these stormtroopers come to the house, Kevin, right? And they're like, oh, we got lost. And can we come in for a minute? Oh, are those are those Star Wars era golf clubs you have there? Can I see those for a uh, Could we have some of your blue milk? Uh, I, we kind of want, uh, can we have two pints? Actually, we need two pints of blue milk. And get Naomi Watts back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah get her right back. Absolutely. I know that's the U.S. version, but it's still F- good. Find whatever. Uh, Haneke also directed it. No, it's, I know. It's fine. Find whatever trash bin Michael Pitt currently is in. Get him back on. <laughs> yeah, what happened to that guy? He's huh? in the pit. He's in the tra- yeah. He's in the trash pit. Oh. Wherever it is. Uh, that's too bad for Michael yeah. Pitt. He was kind of on a roll for a while. He was great in Hannibal. He had a great career. Yeah, he had a good, a good yeah. career. He's on. Oh, that's the that's the last I saw him was on that. He's on Boardwalk Campfire for a bit. Empire also great on for that. a bit. Yeah, I think that's something of, I never finished. I think it's one of your classic like boyish good looks kind of gone wrong situations like not that he's mm-hmm. not good looking anymore but it's like oh he used to be like f- 14 pounds now you're like 79 pounds i don't know <laughs> well you yeah. look at that guy it's it's very much um like young dicaprio yes, vibes yes. for sure him big time and then yeah i mean he, de- he definitely does not look like that he, on hannibal he, he also didn't find a scorsese exact amundo uh, yep that's also true gotta find anyway so we're we're uh, we're with um the two girls and oh, this, Rooker here. This, yeah, this is the best part. And Doc- we're fucking just yip yapping about, you know, you hated me in high school. And this, this is where Michael Rooker's like, you just got to set it and forget it. Move on with your lives kind of a thing. And then Dr. Torture fucking comes out of nowhere. He has been, we're told, like, dead earlier on because they, like, stab him or something like that There's while they're escaping. Yes, that's correct. As well. Oh, yes, that's right. Yep. Um, but so yeah, he jumps out of here and is like, "Bah, you got Blumhouse," <laughs> and they start fighting. And I mean, this is the single funniest thing I saw in all of 2020. I think, hands down, is what happens here. There's like a little bit of a scuffle, and Michael Rooker just tackles this guy off a cliff. <laughs> And they both just go to hell tonight. Like that's what happens. I love it. It love is. It. it is so hysterical. Like I haven't looked yet, and if it doesn't exist, someone needs to make a gif of him <laughs> tackling this guy off the cliff. It is so, 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 so funny. I also, can't even tell you. Here in 2021, I was like jumping off a cliff. That's nice. <laughs> you do also. Good. You kind of very Looney Tunes ish. They kind of look over and they just see like the puddle of the two of them down there. Oh <laughs> my god, it is exquisite, and they're both just like, well. Let's keep going. Oh, yeah. In midair, Michael Rooker and Dr. Torture both looked at the camera and said, mother. <laughs> I will say my, my favorite I, uh, part of this movie is coming up. It's It involves Mr. Cardboard. Ooh, excellent. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess it's a thing where he's like, well, my daughter came back from the grave and then died in front of me again or whatever. Guess I'll just kill myself to save these two total strangers. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I don't know, man. Look, I don't know. That sounds like Dr. Torch is your problem. I'm going to get on that plane, motherfucker. I mean, I don't know. I, yeah. I just watched my daughter die again. Uh, maybe death is good. Yeah. So then right. all of the all the guys, right? 
Or when does um, Ryan Ryan what's his face die here? When this is around here because yeah we go back to the little compound and like that's right. There's a whole siege happening here, um, and then like right. they the, think that they got them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, because uh, Mr. Cardboard and Papa. Yeah, Cardboard Senior and his his men are are, <laughs> are taking down Kim Coates and his men. But are they because they come back from the dead? Yes. Yeah. So we have a thing where they're like, "Wow, that was you know." Before you learn that they can resurrect, like the twist here is like, "Wow, that was so crazy, wasn't it?" JD. And then Ryan Hansen just totally gets like shot through the back or whatever. And then yeah, you just see these guys like rising back up again, and you're like, "All right, now we, we didn't need it. We black didn't water this. zombie things. We needed this. We needed zombies. No, no, I'm saying we didn't need this. No. Oh, oh, yeah." No. <laughs> We did, not, yeah, we we did not need people getting back up again once they've died. Like, the, you know, the monkey paw is enough. I don't need fucking unstoppable killing and, machines and, as well. And also this black runny thing. They all look like new metal album covers. It's, yep, it's, yep. Not, Absolutely. it's just not fun to look at. I'll be it's honest just more like you. Slipknot. Oh, wait, that's the actual name of the band. <laughs> Slip yes, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Slip maybe. <laughs> Slip maybe. Hey, guys, what's Borat's favorite band? What's that? Slip not. God damn it. It's still good, dude. It's still good. I'd I'd watch Borat 3. I'd do it. I yeah, what what the hell? I definitely would. Um uh, yeah, so he gets totally shot dead because these guys, yep, they're just unkillable because I guess they're made entirely out of magic water. They everybody winds up back at the hotel and then Lucy Hale's like, look, we just called the plane and the plane's gonna save us. And then somebody else says, the plane, the plane, but then zombie Kim Coates uses a rocket launcher and blows up the plane i'm like okay and there's a part here that i don't i guess it's because like one of mr rourke's guys were like was going after one of the the guests here or something Mm -hmm. but because they all like when the plane is coming or something one of the guys tries to do something and mr rourke is like no 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 she wants them all together or something like that is the line so i guess just to to see the plane explode like i I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> but is she is 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 Lucy Hale's plan also accounting for Michael Rooker or is he actually a wild card? I think he was a wild card. And then she was okay. glad that Dr. Torture dispatched of him, I suppose. Yeah. She was probably working well, on a plan, but then was happily surprised when he plummeted to his death and turned <laughs> into spaghetti sauce. <laughs> well, because this this plane that's coming is a contact of Michael Rooker's. Yes. Because Rooker's whole thing is like, got to call this number and you're gonna, the guy's going to pick up the phone. His name is Diamond Dave. And you say, <laughs> hey, Diamond Dave, uh, Michael Rooker needs the plane or what, whatever his name is in this movie, Dunham or yeah. something like that. And also that. say no sex stuff. You really got to be specific with Diamond Dave because <laughs> he'll do oh. it to you. <laughs> now, listen, Diamond Dave also is a roadie for Pantera. So speak up. His ears are working. <laughs> He's also the pilot for Little St. James, okay? So you got to specify no sex stuff. Um, oh, Damon. That was Mr. Or, uh, Mr. Rooker's name there. Michael Rooker's character is Damon. Yes. So he's like, yeah, you know, just call this number and say Damon needs the plane. So, but yeah, that gets totally shot out of the sky. So basically the idea is like, oh, if we go down to where the fucking magic stone is, which we were at before, uh, we will be able to destroy it, thus freeing us of fantasy island i guess uh so they all kind of go <laughs> and at this point they also think julia who's uh actually michael Pena's wife is the the mother of the guy that died but that's also not true so that's just a, a red herring mm-hmm. 
Yes. And so they're saying like, oh, if we can't stop her, meaning Julia, maybe we can stop the island. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, destroy the spring, destroy the fantasies. So we just go back into this cave. And this is the dumbest thing this movie could do. And I I know it's a trope, but like it's never executed this poorly. The trope of like, we're going to go into like a haunted cave and then get separated. They start walking away from each other immediately. (laughs) Like you can still see the entrance to the cave and Jimmy Yang just wanders off and no one says anything. Also, this slows down to a crawl. Like I felt like we were in this fucking cave for half the movie. Well, because it it tries to be scary again. And we we fucking like uh, Jason Blum just fucking went under his bed. It was like, oh, here's a scary version of somebody. Does that fit in this movie? Not really, but it does. Because like Portia Doubleday has to like face her evil self or something, her old yeah, self that's or something. The... Yeah, I don't, I don't quite it's... get it. Look, I agree with you guys, but also watching Mister Cardboard drown his father <laughs> is easily the funniest thing that is in any. Of... It is uproarious watching him drown his father as he flails up and is like, "Sorry, Dad, I have to kill you. It's just the way it is." I will. I should. Yeah, we should mention that the the father survives. Like they thought that what was it? Jimmy Yang had the grenade. Oh right, and yes, it was like someone got shot and got. He grabbed the grenade and everything was fine with it. And the father was like, "Oh, good thing that grenade didn't fly off because I would obviously have to die from it." Right, right. But then right. he gets shot by somebody else randomly. And it's yeah. like, oh no, my dad. And then zombie yeah. dad. Oh, that that is the hilarious thing is during the whole siege, he gets to actually be a hero because he keeps shooting Kim Coates and all the zombie guys while Jimmy Yang and Mr. Cardboard like get the fuck out of there kind of a thing. So yeah. he sacrifices himself that way. Yeah. It, it That's is, right. I, uh, I will say, Chris, uh, I will I I, I I see your bet, but I'm gonna raise you uh the end of Mr. Cardboard is funnier than that, which we'll get to in two sure. seconds. Sure. <laughs> it's pretty good um, too. But the thing with this like Sloan clone that happens here, Portia Doubleday's character is Sloan. So I wrote Sloan clone in my notes. Uh, you know, yeah, it's so dumb. I think it's like, yeah, it's like her personality, like, because it's still her as, as an adult. Yes. So it's not like her yelling at a teenager. It's also Portia Doubleday staring at me. She's doing this Groucho Marx bit. I was screaming. <laughs> She's doing the duck soup. Get the hell out of here. She's doing yeah, like a suck soup. <laughs> She's doing like an evil Excellent. smile, too. Like, again, it's just not this movie, and this movie is nearly nope. over, by the way. So just I, don't. It's like being us for five seconds. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, also the other there is another hilarious thing though and it's uh, Maggie Q seeing this fake daughter murdering the man <laughs> with a rock yeah that's kind of fun And it's, I'll, I'll take a good evil kid thing that wasn't half bad and they all wind up in this chamber Oh, uh, actually after he drowns his dad Lucy Hale you now realize it's evil because she stabs the fuck out of this dude which should be his death but then again his real death is so much better so I guess I forgive it uh, yeah, Mr. Cardboard. At this said. point, we meet um, because the the burn guy comes out. Oh, right. And then uh, uh, there's a thing where like all of his burn charredness like flies away, and it's this dude Nick who turned out to be uh, Evan Evagora from Picard. Oh, <laughs> oh there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's the guy. The oh, little wow. the, the Elnor, little Romulan right? assassin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Elnor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's this guy. He's in this movie for like two seconds. I suck shit in um, everything he does, huh? 
Holy shit. But yeah, so yeah, Melanie stabs Patrick and kills him. And it, like that, that's the way that the movie shows you the turn. Yes, that she's evil. Is her just like randomly stab like you got to do that better. Mm-hmm. You absolutely have to do that better than like a dark cave and one character just stabs another unprompted and you have to be like, oh, now she's the bad guy. All right. Yeah, she's the villain. Got it. I think. And um, Michael Pena like kind of like leaves them to their fate. But then and you also find out. So Michael Pena's deal is. Uh, he wanted to find Fantasy Island with his wife on the long, perilous journey. Maybe this is hundreds of years ago. His wife died. <laughs> um, and so now, as his fantasy, every day or every couple of weeks, she respawns and then slowly dies again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what a yes. fucking dream come true, man. Like, I don't know. Get me off this fucking hell island. Oh, yeah. And that's, dude, and that's his monkey's paw, yes. right? Because he says, he says, I, my fantasy was to see my wife again exactly as she was the day I met her. Yes. Which means she doesn't recognize him. Yeah, she's like Kate Winslet coughing in all all these scenes, and that's like most of her acting. <laughs> and it's just like, I don't know, man, like, but like, at the, the the end of this sort of thing, is he? she's like, you have to give them another wish. Or, you have to break the rules. Like, I can't. If I do that, I'll lose you. And it's like, you're not losing anything. She's fucking, she dies every day. It's terrible. She's it's like, a nightmare. Who are you? Who are you? It's like, dude, you are married to a fruit fly now, man. Like, come on. Uh, it, yeah, it's so, and it's so funny though, because when he says that to this ghost figure, whatever she is, even she looks at him like, "Are you kidding me? Look at what we're doing right now. I'm coughing up blood and dying in a cave, and you're like, you want this forever? And I have to do this again tomorrow. That sucks." <laughs> um. So he he releases or he renounces his wish. Yeah, certainly does. And um, this is when like there's like a big fucking you know parlor scene again led by Lucy Hale. Not so great. Which is like mm. I was in out it the whole time, and all of you are bad. <laughs> <laughs> there is a hilarious part around here though, where like Lucy Hale is looking at the big whatever it is. It's not a gem, but the fountain and the little reflecting glass where you're seeing all the fantasies and shit. And, like, we've already learned, like, as the audience, what that is. You know, you're staring at this glass thing, and it's like, there's your fantasy. Yeah. And there's a a part where that's happening, and Melanie's looking at the thing, and all the rest of the characters are like, wow, what is that? And Sloane goes, it's reflecting her fantasy. And I'm like... No shit. Everybody <laughs> knows this already. The movie knows it. Like these clunker lines like that in this script are so terrible. Yeah. Well, yeah, because she she's looking at pictures of her, her getting back with her lame husband. She's like, oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I right. want. That's definitely what I want. I don't want uh, that guy's great dick anymore. <laughs> I don't want that anymore. I just want my lame husband back. Yes, yes, yes. But so in like the the laziest way, in the sloppiest way they try to conclude this whole thing is, you know, Pena's whole rule is like everybody only gets one fantasy. And then the idea is because uh, Portia Doubleday's character, Sloane, wasn't part of the, you know, Fantasy Island crew. She never had a fantasy tailored to her. She was kidnapped and brought to the island because of Lucy Hale's plan. And so she hasn't made a fantasy. So they're like, quick, just drink this water from the fountain. Then you can have a fantasy. And she's like, got it. 
takes a sip of the water from Michael Rooker's little container and then just doesn't say anything. Again, this is like Diana making the wish in Wonder Woman <laughs> yes. 84. Like, doesn't say shit. And then all of a sudden, zombie uh, boyfriend jumps up out of the fountain and just grabs Lucy Hale and pulls her under the water. And I'm like, what? Really? That's that's the movie. You consider that a fantasy and that happens and... You didn't even say anything? This water, this what's going on down there is just ridiculous at this point because also the grenade that is now fine, but the pin was put back in. Michael Pena right. tossed that in there to like, so they can't blow it up. And now that comes into play here because doesn't Lucy grab it or whatever? Yeah, something, yeah, she something. Like comes, doesn't she come back out? Yeah, it's like a one more scare kind of a thing, but if this movie was it's, scary, yeah, it's not. Yeah. Yeah, yes, it's the but one yeah, last the grenade comes. Sure. The grenade comes back out, and this dude just jumps on it, and it is <laughs> hard, hardy, hard, hard, yes, man. I, obviously, narratively, you know, it's Mister Cardboard jumps on it. Yes, and he dies, yeah. and he he's dead forever. Which is fun. Good. Does, did, did did he know that we could all run? <laughs> I mean, I I, I appreciate it, I guess, but I would have run. I I I think okay, okay, thank you, and they. They use the stupid grenade explosion as this dumb excuse to like reset everything yeah. because after that happens, it just cuts and Maggie Q wakes up in bed again. But like, it's not a reset because they're all wearing the same dirty ass clothes from yes that were in the cave. Like Jimmy O Yang's got a ratty ass t shirt on. They all look like shit. So I was like, why? What the hell happened? Wouldn't that here? be your fantasy? Like this never fucking happened, and this lady just you know what I mean? Like. Because what's yes. his Ryan yeah. Hansen's still fucking dead. Ryan yeah. Hansen's dead. Mr. Cardboard's still dead. It's just dumb. And then so, yeah, like, they go back to Mr. Rourke's thing to, like, wrap everything up. And he's just like, well, you know, I'm going to stay on Fantasy Island. They do a thing. I guess there is a Fantasy Island, like, VIP, you died here wall of fame that they have. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> Because Michael Michael Pena puts up this framed photograph, mm-hmm. and the, and and help me figure this one out, okay? It's a framed photograph of Mister Cardboard and Cardboard Senior that is taken by one of these fantasy soldier guys. Yep, yep, yep. Uh huh. Where did Michael Rooker get the photograph print out to put in this frame? Like, what are you like? Did yeah. anyone pay attention the, to anything? The fantasy photo developing place. Yeah. <laughs> the, the stone did it. The, the, the stone. The, the <laughs> one fantasy, fantasy island stone. stone. One hour fantasy it photo. Is. <laughs> yeah, one hour fantasy photo. Exactly. I was like, how? How does this man get his hands on this photograph? And it's a weird thing where it's like, so it's that picture, and then they sort of pan really quickly, and you see there's also a framed photograph of Michael Pena and Julia. And my thing was there's because there's also two other photos above it that you can't see, like they're just out of focus. I was like, for a half second, I was like, oh fuck, there's gonna be a picture of Ricardo Montalban uh, and and oh. and uh, Hervé Villachez, right? But they they didn't go that deep into it. But I thought for a second the movie I, would, because I mean, like it's shitty enough of a movie that that would be totally valid. I would have yeah. liked to seen Michael Rooker and his daughter. Yeah, yeah. sure. Why not? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, that's too bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they're like the survivors are leaving, you know, and and you know, uh, Michael Pena's like, well, you know, I got to stay behind and still just guard the island, I guess. Uh, and then Jimmy O Yang, in this, this weird turn, is like, well, boy, I sure wish 
my brother was coming back with us and he's like did someone say wish <laughs> <laughs> it feels like that and i guess the idea is like Penya decides to grant him this but the trade-off is like he has to stay on the island so like magically like because uh what's her face maggie q and portia doubleday are in the plane and the door closes and they're like oh hang on a second like brax didn't get on and then in the front seat like jd turns around alive and he's like uh yeah i don't think he's coming so so are we all now living is this jim all jimmy yang's fantasy no, I think because they can't be seen. Like, they, they, well, it's a trade-off. Like, he's damned to only be on the island now in order for his brother to live. And there was talk yeah. in the start of the movie that Jimmy felt like a burden on his brother because he was living in the same house, etc. Yeah. So, I guess this is a way for him to be financially depend independent as a you know almost a ghost, I guess. Because now he's dead on the island. I guess is the idea. But like, right? but like, is JD like one day gonna be like all of a sudden has a heart attack and then his eyes go black and they stream down? <laughs> that's a great question. Starts, I mean, that's like, a good question. I like that's what that's what I'm guessing is that sure. one day he gets you know accidentally shot by somebody and or, then, or when he dies he dies of old age and he's a grampy in the coffin with black eyes and gets up and starts <laughs> biting people. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think the problem here, guys, is we're really trying to make heads or tails of the film Fantasy Island. Uh, uh, Blumhouse's uh, Fantasy Island? Thank yeah, you so much. Please. Oh, pardon me. Blumhouse. You got Blumhouse. <laughs> uh, yeah, Welcome I had to my, the Blumhouse. I had, I had my name on that. That's uh, Blumhouse's. Sorry. You can't take that from the work fridge. <laughs> you got uh, you got Blumhouse's also what they say when they sue you. <laughs> yeah. Coming soon uh, but, to uh, a lawsuit near us, maybe. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so then it's like the, the the little like last joke is you know we I revealed that he's like oh I just got this really stupid uh, tattoo when I was in college and he pulls back his shirt and it's just a tattoo that says tattoo and then Michael Pena starts calling him tattoo uh, and, you know we're, we're gonna have a lot of fun adventures on this fantasy island <laughs> yeah. aren't we tattoo uh-huh. get it you get it everyone. Oh, yeah, I, I, exactly. Like Michael Rooker should just come out like, you know, he's not in the scene. He's like superimposed, like kind of comes out in front of the frame. Like, is everybody paying attention? It's <laughs> yeah, tattoo. I mean, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I'm an NPC at this point, but I'm also Michael Rooker. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> goodbye. Would you like to Dude, buy my it, wares? <laughs> it's it's force ghosts of like. Michael Rooker, Dr. Torture, uh, Mr. Cardboard, uh, all them Russian assassins, and they're all just waving. <laughs> hi, me, I would love hi, it. Hi, I'm Michael Rooker. Would you like to board your horse with me? <laughs> <laughs> but also, Ryan Hansen might be a bloodthirsty, like, soulless zombie person. Not even black sludge, but, like, you know, brought back from the dead. That's not natural. Like, the real Ryan no. Hansen died on that island. I don't know what came back. And this ex-girlfriend exactly, he's going to re- reconcile which with look out lady. Oh man. And what happens if she gets knocked up though? Dude, then it's like oh. a half person half monster. Yep. Wait, that's the girl from the intro in the fucking Blumhouse logo. <laughs> no, that's it. <laughs> that's their baby, their demon baby. <laughs> Makes good sense. Uh-huh. Yep. Blumhouse is demon baby though, dude. <laughs> you cracked it, Eric. <laughs> yes. Don't take that from the work fridge. That's Blumhouse's <laughs> demon baby. <laughs> work fridge oh <laughs> christ uh would anybody recommend this movie steve sadak we'll start with you yeah yeah i i, I know i mean there's there's some fun it's kind of a seeing is believing i guess like i had fun with it the first time around i certainly didn't have fun with it the second time around but like it's just such a mess of a movie like you really so it's a no i'm gonna say no um but i will say like 
if this was even like a horror vignette movie, that'd be so much better. You know what I mean? Like a real deal, like yeah, like Richard Brake as fucking uh, as uh, Mr. Rourke kind of a thing. Like something creepy and like it's just a bunch of like stories gone wrong. That's okay. I also think much it would be much better just as a straight comedy. But this middle of the road, I don't even know what it's it's worth shit. Totally, uh, Chris Cabin. Watch it once. Yeah, that's all. Just uh, it, it's not. I I can't say it's good. Uh, it's pretty bad, but it is so surprising. And the first time I, I, I watched it, I really watching it. I paid attention the whole time. Cause I was like, I don't believe this is happening. Uh, <laughs> and I don't see many movies that actually make me feel that way that much anymore. Uh, so, so I, I, I give it a pass, uh, I see it once and never think about it again. Well, yeah, I agree with Chris here. Uh, it's it's a kind of almost a seeing as believing. It's it, it's not it's not good by any means, but uh, it, the tonal shifts are really bizarre enough to check out one time. You know what? I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna change my vote. You know what? Uh, I'm gonna say you, wanna, it's you a, renounce your vote. Yes, I, I renounce my vote. It's seeing <laughs> is believing. I do because I did like it the first time, and I was excited yeah. about it the first time. It's just that second time will really kill you. So I'm, I'm I go saw with, it for the first time today, and I'm sure if I saw it again during the same year, it would be a slog. Exactly. So just just a, just a, just a one a one timer uh, for me. Yeah, and I I think we're all in agreement here. Like one and done. It, yeah, the second time around, knowing everything that happens. It really that shine kind of came off of it. That's why at the start of this, I was trying to encourage people to watch it before we spoiled everything. But even though we talked about most of it, there is stuff in there that we did not really talk about. And and I think still seeing some of this stuff executed, including Michael Rooker tackling this guy <laughs> off the cliff is just there are some things in there that you are just like, I have to applaud this movie for not caring about how little it makes sense how crazy all of these turns are, you know? So, like, there's that to it. But the bummer of this movie, and I think, Steve, your idea about having it be a, um, you know, a, a serial kind of film instead, uh, or that's not what I'm trying to say. What, what do we call them movies now? Well, where it's, what do we call them? Uh, like a creep show kind of yes, movie? Exactly. Anthology. Anthology yeah. horror movie. Yeah, anthology if horror. It, yeah, if, if it was like an anthology thing... I'd be totally fine because then you don't have to worry about these tonal changes as much. But like the tonal changes as they are like weaved throughout, you know, this movie jumping back between like family drama, weird war thing, torture porn, hostile movie, you know, party down comedy movie. Like it just it's so weird and it doesn't like your brain doesn't know what to think when it's watching it. Yes. And then Michael Rooker's there too on top of it and it makes it even more crazy. Um so yeah, one and done. I you know, I, and I really hope there is not this trend of like Blumhouse's Brady Bunch, Blumhouse's All in the Family. Like this <laughs> is a bad idea to take like a weird old TV property and make it a horror movie. Yep. So I hope that's not the plan for this. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't heard any way. I don't know. I kind of looking forward to Blumhouse's Married with Children. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a good one. That is Blumhouse's Fantasy Island from uh, just this past year, uh, directed by Jeff Wadlow. Uh, if you want more We Hate Movies, of course, check out 
patreon.com slash we hate movies we've got a ton of stuff up on there this month including uh, a bonus we love movies episode for subscribers only on the most excellent birds of prey film uh oh eric Siska, we got a little uh an animation yes. damnation that's kind of up your way yeah yeah it's a very bizarre edition of i don't know i don't I haven't seen the other lego cartoon so i don't know what i'm saying but it i saw this and it's fucking weird the star wars lego holiday special it's on <laughs> disney plus and we're doing an animation damnation episode on it which should be a lot of fun totally uh and then we also of course have uh on the Gleep glossary a character named mr bones which is a droid we enjoyed making fun of quite a bit <laughs> that's correct uh <laughs> that's also available this month uh but also most importantly of course, is that the worst of 2020 month continues here on the show next week. Uh, we got one more, Steve. Is that right? One that, more of these that's suckers? Right. It concludes next week with Bad Boys for Life, which I've not seen yet. Same. Oh, strap in for the sort of witchcraft that's in that movie. What? <laughs> okay, I'm excited. <laughs> I, I'm into that. There you go. Yeah, it's 50-50. Chris and I have also uh, yes. seen it. You guys have not. It's going to be interesting. I don't entirely hate that movie but that's a conversation for next week and we're gonna have fun with it then so until next week with bad boys for life i'm andrew jupin steven sadak eric siska chris cabin take it easy That was a HeadGum Podcast.